Hey guys, I don't know if you can hear me right now. Hopefully you can. Uh, new podcast. I'm sitting in the Delta Crown room with my daughters. I'm not gonna sit there, baby. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I gotta post this podcast. I really screwed up. I, I thought today was Tuesday, and I thought I could post it tonight. I don't know what was in my head. I was supposed to post Teeb today. Um, because I done punch drunk yesterday. Except I didn't run it through the levelator, and I in the audio levels were low, and so. I'm not posting Teep today, and that's to no regret to anyone, because the podcast you're about to listen to is fucking fantastic. Uh, these two ladies are hilarious. We have such a great, great conversation. Promotions, whatever. Orlando, <laughs> just go to burperbur.com. I'm so sick of being that guy. Don't, don't think for a second that I don't want to not promote. Except, I do want you to come see my shows. I like when you're there. So, Orlando, uh, Columbus... Um, uh, Hartford, Syracuse, I think those are my dates coming up. And go to burpburpburp.com, please. Get a shirt, get a t- you know, all the stuff you can get there. Go explore the site, enjoy it. Uh, and let everyone know, let everyone know, uh, that, that, uh, Tom Segura is, it's gone, it's on, it's on, that's happening. Don't think that I'm fucking slipping, everybody. I'm a master. I do what I do. I murder it. And Tom Segura, it's fucking going down. That is public. Put that shit. Charge that shit to the game. <laughs> all right. Today's episode. God, Bert the Conqueror every Tuesday night on Travel Channel. Uh, check out all Travel Channel's material. It's, just, it's you know, I love the program in there. Uh, Mysteries to the Museum. Don Wildman's one of my good friends. I love that guy to death. And it's my favorite show. I could watch that day in, day out. Um, Expedition Unknown, Wild Things with Dom, Booze Traveler, uh, across the board, Hotel Impossible, uh, Bizarre Worlds with, or Bizarre Food with Andrew Zimmer. I just had a show that was like, anyway, here we go. Today's episode is a boozer, everybody. It is a boozer. Um, I'm doing this in part to find out if that's exactly what you guys like. Because these, not only are these girls hilarious, but they get pissed drunk by the end. And I'm telling you right now, the last 15 minutes of this podcast are probably the funniest podcast I've ever done in my life. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Kimberly Congdon and Sarah Weinshank. This is Cast. Because everyone knows I'm going through it. You're talking those mics? Uh, can you hear me? Uh, let me see. Talk more. Hey. I wonder why you're so low. Uh, Hello. You know, I'm... I wonder if I can plug this one in. How are you thinking of things to say so fast? <laughs> okay, I'm on. Talking yours? Hello. Talking yours? Hello. Oh, you're on four, that's why. Talk again? Hello. All right, I think we're good. <laughs> Yay. Um, so, uh, you know, it's amazing. I, I'm going to shoot this closer. And if you guys want to drink, we can. We don't have I to. I kind of want to drink. Do you oh, want to really? drink? I could yeah, very much we're done. Yeah, let's drink. drink. Oh, let me get some fucking booze then. What do you think? We're snoozes guys, or something? You guys, you guys host the show for a sec. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? Talk about, your, talk about your web series that you guys are doing on YouTube. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're really excited fact, about that. Primarily the reason I got excited about talking to you guys was yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I saw and I was so like jealous. I was like, so badass. So it is. 
Okay, so um, Sarah and I met on Kill Tony. We did the Kill Tony podcast together um, like two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two years ago. We were the uh, former regulars. Uh huh. And um, after we graduated from that, we decided to work on a project together and we created a web series called. Well, it's not a web series. It's a TV series we created. We put it on the web. It's called Half Full. Um, yeah, and it's just about us, but mm-hmm. not. I mean, I guess we play we play half-sisters. We play um, exaggerated versions of ourselves. Right, like I'm a rich Beverly Hills bitch, which I'm really not a rich person. But, but she's from the Valley, and she grew up here, and like... And I, and in the show, I'm a very poor girl from Florida, and we find out we are half-sisters. We share the same wealthy father who owns a styrofoam company, the world's largest styrofoam company. It's called Schwartz Styrofoam. Uh, He's a really nice guy, but he doesn't realize that he's always, you know, ruining the planet, messing things up. And um, it's basically, we we like to see it as, like... um, if you got to see both sides of Fresh Prince's life, if you got yeah. to see the poor side and the rich side, and if it was, yeah. Yeah, and there's some really fun characters in it. That's why I'm most excited about is that um, we've we've tried to make it so that it's relatable to everyone, regardless of social status or income. And mm-hmm. I think it hopefully bridges the gap between wealth and poverty and just appeals to a large... <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, microeconomics. We just, went, we just went... I was like, I just don't even know. Uh, I got red wine and white wine. Oh, red so wine. I'll do this one. Oh um, we were just saying that our show is like basically like if you got to see both sides of Fresh Prince's life, not just the rich side. That's oh, really funny. Because um, I'm a poor girl from Florida. She's a rich girl from the Valley. And uh, we find out we're half-sisters. We share the same wealthy dad who owns a styrofoam company. Uh, he's a really nice guy, but he doesn't realize his company is like killing the planet. I absolutely... I am so excited when I see anyone... Let's see how this white wine is. I... No, white wine doesn't go bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're also poor. We're like, oh, this is good. It could have been like Trader yeah. Joe's two-buck chuck. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was at the Chicago Improv. Tony Baldino, who owns the Chicago Improv, owns a bunch of improvs, is a big wine connoisseur. And he brought in a bottle that was fucking fantastic after our Sunday show and uh-huh. opened it up. And I was like, uh, I'm getting fucking lit right now the wine was that good but no but i get so excited when i see anyone doing anything that is more than just stand up and 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 challenging themselves i mean because i mean i don't know if you know this but i already know this that there's only one way for you guys in this business and now and that's success because you've already chosen that path and and it's so funny i generationally uh, my generation of comics we weren't you ha- I mean, you really had to be Dane Cook. You had to be on top of your fucking game to be making shorts for yourself. Well, you know? Yeah, that's one of the great things that exists now is that there's we have so much access to so many tools, and it's like you can't just do one thing. It oh. almost seems lazy to, to just do stand-up at uh, this point. I think it is lazy. And you know what was so crazy, though, is it sounds... Here, ladies, cheers. Thank you for cheers. coming over. Cheers. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. This is fantastic. Um... I like that. Uh, Very I just com- kept on working out. So uh, <laughs> that's amazing. That's your water. <laughs> Get my Rogaine, soon to be a sponsor. Um, so yeah, it, I you can you have to be doing more than one thing these days in the business, and you and I feel like, but I feel like not doing your own thing is the mistake. Mm-hmm. Like 
I think being the hired gun these days is somewhat of a misstep. Whereas when I started, that was the the that was not only the the path, but that was the fucking end of the path. Right, it's like, dude. Get let them plug you into a sitcom. Do some commercials like Jim Jim Gaffigan. You know, uh, our special it's totally unattainable. But man, let let them. And now I look back and I'm like. I've been on Travel Channel for six years. Not, I'm not regretting anything I've ever done, and I and I would continue working for them. But I would net I, outside of Travel Channel, you will not find me, uh, fucking being a hired host to go like, hi, right. welcome back. Like that just won't ever happen again in my career. Right. The podcasts have taken off. Stand up is now the end to the means, the means to the end, and the end of the means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but creating original content for yourselves. I was so like uh, I got so excited. I, I think I literally texted or tweeted you guys. You tweeted us. We were right really excited that. about it. We were it. very excited <laughs> about it because what? Okay, you came on Kill Tony when when we were the regulars on Kill Tony, and I didn't and I, know that. And remember, like I remember you laugh really hard because I had a scone joke. Yeah. And you laugh really hard for a really long time, <laughs> and it made me feel good about the scone joke. I so yeah. <laughs> I I remember that. I I didn't know anything about what Kill Tony was. I'd heard it a bunch, but I didn't realize what it was. And you guys both fucking killed. And I think that Kill Tony was like a like a a big big step for us, or like a big helping hand in like helping us write this. Because on that show, we are writing a new minute every week for two years. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of a podcast. What do you need, baby? (laughs) Yeah, uh, behind the thing. No, right here, right here, right here. What do you need him for? Sounds sketchy. (laughs) They're so cute. All right, guys. She, uh, but but yeah, it's. Did he? Did she just call you Brady Gaga? Brady Gaga. I I don't have any. No one call like very seldomly do do I get called Bert or Dad anymore. It's either Bertangulus, Bertangs. What, that's amazing. Butang Clan. Butang Clan. Um, bruh. I was bruh for a long time. And it's, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and so it's, yeah, parenthood's been an interesting journey. And I really like that about, um, uh, I think it's nice to see comics living this kind of life because you don't see it very often. It's like, almost for me, it's like a relief. Like, oh, you can be normal still. You can have kids. and Normal's, a, normal's an, you know, it's so weird. I didn't. You know, you just you don't know. Stand up is such a weird thing, in that you don't know what you've signed up for when you choose it at twenty two or twenty five yeah. or eighteen. Oh, I yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like I can't imagine just telling someone to just go do it unless they knew for sure that they wanted to do it. Like it's, I wouldn't be like choose this life, but I wouldn't have not choose it for myself. Yeah, it's right. almost like you feel bad telling people to do it because if they don't have it, it's like you're ru- <laughs> you can ruin them, you it's, know? It's like a neck tattoo. Yeah. Few, very few people who have neck t- tattoos regret, regret them, but I bet a lot of them would be like, if I could start all over, maybe I wouldn't have gone that high, but yeah. well, I'm already there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I mean, the only real, like, the only, like, people I looked at that had success as stand-ups were, like, Bobby Kelly, Jim Norton, you know, Colin Quint, like, all the guys in New York Hotel. And then mm-hmm. I came out here and it was like, it was like me, like Kevin James was like mm-hmm. the most famous person I ever met stand up wise. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking he had such a small backyard. 
Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like he had such a beautiful house. But I go, why didn't he have more yard? But I was from Florida. Remember, Florida's yeah, like, dude, it's all yard. Yeah, Florida's just like, a yard. And I was like, I was like, why? Why would he have him and his brother had a catch in their backyard, and they were literally fence to fence, and it was still a really close catch. Uh. And I just was like, I was like, so this is it. Like this is this is it. I mean, I, I remember I went to the guy. Do you remember the show, The Nanny? Yeah. Yes. You remember the the dad from mm-hmm. The Nanny? Mm-hmm. I mean, him tried to do a sitcom. The CBS tried to do a sitcom with us for a while, mm-hmm. and so I'd go to his house to write. And I remember being like, "This house is fucking massive." He's on The Nanny, and I remember saying, "Like, how much money do you have?" And he was like, "Not as much as you'd think." Uh, He's like, "We got this very early. We're staying here. We're never leaving." That's He's like, the move. It's but it but you see like your. Like regular what, your, friends. what your assumption of what normal life is when you're younger, and then to witness it, like, and then to live it through this business is just so fucking bizarre. Yeah. It it was really weird for me, like the move. Like, obviously, Florida's way different, um, and like, uh, I came from a place that was like you'd go ask your, you'd literally go to your neighbor's house for sugar, and you'd like, and it, it was dirt roads and just woods, and you'd hang out at a compound and bonfires and then i come out here and it's like completely different and it's like it was weird for me to even come up to your door and see children i was like oh yeah people have families here that's a thing <laughs> you know yeah it's so weird but yeah. you grew up here you, you yeah i grew up here i grew up in the valley did you know people in the business like um i knew like people like i had friends whose parents worked in entertainment here and there but for the most part my parents like kind of sheltered me from like entertainment like i wanted to be an actress in like fifth grade seriously and i just they're like no we're not gonna take you to auditions you're not gonna miss school for an audition like you're gonna have a normal life and if you want to do it you know later on then you'll do it later on god bless them yeah yeah, and I'm really thankful for that, actually. Well, you realize what a fuck-up you'd be? Yeah. I, 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 Such I, a fuck-up. And I've watched the kids in Isla's and George's classes who are, like, there's this kid who it's goes to, like, I have a softball game later today. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I don't coach. I just sit in the stands. But there's a fa- one of the kids, his sister plays, but the kid's famous. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. I just stare at him all the time, and I go, <laughs> like, I go, who the fuck are you? It's got to be weird to have a 43-year-old man staring at a yeah. child going, like, what were you in? Yeah. Like, what did you do? Yeah, it just, I don't know. I think it just kind of robs kids of certain experiences that are supposed to be being a kid. Like, I wish I could just play all day now. And, like, I think that having that childhood um, and playing, like, feeds back into what you want to do if you want to be creative. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good for stand-up and, like, a lot of the things that... Our whole um, pilot episode, or our whole thing for Half Full, we base it off everything's true. The characters are all based exaggerated uh, versions of boyfriends we've had and our parents, and like, so I couldn't imagine having a life where like all you did. Because I feel like now all I do is stand up, so I can't really talk about any hobbies I have. I can't imagine that being my whole life. Like, oh, growing up, I went to auditions, yeah, and oh. wasn't allowed to scrape my face. So I said to someone, I said to my therapist the other day, we were talking about, he's like, you need something to do. That's why I have a leather working shop underneath you. He's like, you need a hobby. That's and I was so- like, oh yeah, I made a fanny pack. Wait, that's this. pretty amazing. It's a little aggressive. It's a tad bit big. Why but you I mean? I made it because, uh, because my therapist was like, you need like a hobby. I go, I have a hobby. It's, I write jokes. And he goes, no, like something other than work and i went oh i write scripts too and he goes no that's work i go do a podcast he goes that's work i go i have a vlog like i learned how to edit and he was like that's still work and he was like he was like what's something totally different and i love 
the idea of making things with leather. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I'll make it's a pretty good. I'll make a fanny pack. It's a little big. <laughs> like I when mean, you it's put pretty it on, amazing. When you put it on, it's pretty fucking big. It wraps around your entire. It's like a skirt. Dude, you could put Kanye's name at the bottom of that and sell it for like eight thousand dollars. <laughs> Put Kanye's name on the fanny pack? <laughs> yeah, and be I like, mean, this is a Yeezy. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, it, let me tell you something. I'm obsessed right now with Kim Kardashian because I was like, I was like, we were talking about uh, negative uh, stuff coming at you on, online mm-hmm. and how some people, that is their only path. Is if they had no neg, if they had no negativity, they'd have no comments. Like, no one would speak about them. Mm-hmm. Like, no one really celebrates kim kardashian no one takes a second to like really appreciate her like yeah like says like you know you gotta you know she's like i'm obsessed with google trends you know anything about google oh, trends? i love google trends i like to see what's going on that's how i see what's going on oh i'm obsessed with google trending myself and seeing my trajectory versus <laughs> that's other people i love it uh, i love it in like a in like a uh in like a pick at a sore kind of way mm. and so um so but google trends kim kardashian there's no one fucking bigger like she, all people do is google that woman yeah. all they do is google her and talk about her online but if they weren't talking negative no one would speak about her if there weren't hordes of people shitting on her daily they wouldn't be famous no one would ever know who she is. I mean, like, that's crazy. But then imagine being, like, famous as a kid, like, and just learning how to, like, fend all that off. Like, I, there's no way. Oh, like her daughter North? Oh. Yeah, it's sad. Like, it's you've, got, you've got to grow up with a scarf over your head like Michael Jackson's kids. Dude, I saw a video Blanket. of paparazzi. <laughs> she was walking by inside, like, a hallway, and outside of the glass, paparazzi were holding lollipops to get her to come over to the window. That's awful. We were talking about this. That's really creepy. We were talking very broad stroke about this, about your my kids reading negative things about me online and how it affects them and how it affects you as a parent and how you are like, fuck. And I've been talking to my therapist about it, but like, that's that's part of the reality I signed up for. I signed up for it when I was 26, 25, 26. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I had no clue at 43, I'd be sitting down with my daughters and going like, listen, don't read anything about dad. Everything's good. Your dad's a regular person. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like it's that is an insane reality. And then to be northwest or whatever, mm-hmm. I, and to realize, yeah, that, realize your dad's possibly. And look, I celebrate Kanye. I like his music. Uh-huh. One of the most <laughs> artistic all, geniuses out there, but one of the most noisy motherfuckers. Like loves to split the fucking fence. He's got like the genius and a huge ego. And it's like most geniuses stay humble and they're like, they know what they have. But he's like, I want to show the world, which I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with being very proud of your talent. But yeah, I like Kanye. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm a Kanye fan. I feel fan. like it's clear that he's overcompensating for something. Like yeah. it seems to me like it's insecurity and it's like. It's got to be right. He was never the same after his mom died. How do you so, know so much very, Because I love Kanye. After his mom died, <laughs> he started acting crazy. He wasn't like that before. He made really great music and kept his mouth shut. And then his mom died, and it was his fault because he paid for the surgery, a plastic surgery. Really? And ever since then, he's been real obnoxious. Really? Mm-hmm. See, this is why I, I love Kim, because this is stuff I would never know normally. <laughs> I love when you break down shit like that, because you do see that kind of... You can, I bet you can probably fucking witness it in a Google Trends is like, because, you know, there's a thing to be said for having no one to answer to. Who Who is just saying, 
the other day. Um, oh fuck! Someone was just my wife's grandmother passed away, mm, that's... and she was taught. Yeah, we were just at the funeral the other day. I texted uh, the Teeb and said, "Hey, I love uh, the Teeb." I said, "Hey, uh, at a funeral, can't talk. I'll call you when I get back to LA." He's like, "Oh my god, so sorry," and for your loss. And I was like, "Oh, it's my wife's." I meant my wife's family, but I said my wife's, and he was like. I guess we'll podcast Tuesday. It seems a little early for that. <laughs> but, uh, but my wife's father, now that his mother's gone, was like, now I don't have to worry about her taking up for this other person. I can tell them what I think about them. Because all of a sudden, he's got no, there's no one coming back. He has no filter. Yeah, because it's know. like, no one, you have no one to answer to. When my dad dies, I don't know what I'll be like. But I definitely know that shit that happens with me online, it trickles back to my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, it gets... Someone in his office is like, have you seen what's going on with Bert? Mm-hmm. Or my mom will read comments in my Instagram section and be like, "What? what's going on with Bert? And then my dad worries about it and calls me and then I go, fuck. It's stressful. I mean, like someone was commenting on how I have huge legs and I'm not even like a huge person. You're but tiny. Like, in, the, in the video, I mean, I don't know what was happening, but the angle. This is getting dug with high? Yeah, yeah. The angle was a lot of leg, <laughs> but it's like, listen, okay, I know that this angle's not good, team. Like, why do we all have to talk about it? Like, and right, Kim? Yeah. Like, it was gnarly. It was a lot of leg. And it they killed, you know, in the leg. podcast, in the one she did before that, they killed her on vocal fry which I don't even think you have yeah like they're like you, you're you talking in a fake voice I'm like listen I'm from the fucking valley I talk how I talk <laughs> I try not to say like too much I'm just doing my best yeah. and I have large legs like <laughs> you don't have large legs I'm looking I at mean, your like, legs but this angle like they look a little rugby-ish she has Hollywood large legs <laughs> yeah Hollywood anywhere else legs. they're small legs I got Hollywood fat, fat body we, we, we're like uh, the comments are insane the things people say and like the people that leave youtube comments like i think seriously something is fucking wrong with you they are if you're like pointing out the way someone looks on a youtube comment like who gives a fuck there's so many people in the world who cares about legs or like this girl's legs specifically who cares you're like typing in like your mom's spare bedroom on her desktop computer still probably it's it's uh you know I've never been someone to like get it, like sincerely get into it with people online. It's too oh, much I do. Energy. I like, can't. No, I can't not does. say anything. Wait, you you go back at them. I need to stop because you, you know I know it's stop. not a good look for me, but I can't not tell them they're not idiots. But that's like Kim's I'm like thing. you need to know that you're a fucking moron and a mistake. Like I like get angry and I'm really? like yeah, and then I'll oh. and then I'll do it and then I'll get anxiety and I'll delete it after. Yeah, this oh. happens all the because I just her. want them to know, but I don't want other people to see it. But like those people, you can't rash. You can't rationalize with an in- irrational person. Yeah. yeah, like there's just no way. And then taking that energy is just giving them what they want, which is it's the same thing. If you, if, when you argue with the from a distance, two men arguing. I don't know something about crazy guy. If you argue with a crazy <laughs> person from a distance, no one can tell who's crazy. That's true. And that's the fucking truth. I had a friend one time that was like, uh, he was trying to give me advice, but he was like, man, you can't just fucking tell these people to go fuck their mothers. And I was like, I don't. And he was like, well, I did. And turns out it was like a fucking 13-year-old kid and his mom emailed me. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but like, I've, 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 I had, I've had friends get into it very big and fucking just 
I mean, attack motherfuckers. Yeah, I've made some mistakes for sure. Like I'm trying. That's what that's what my thing is now is like I'm trying my hardest. Wait, what are your mistakes? What were your mistakes? She's like, like an angry. Latina. I get really mad. I get really mad. And like what I do is that when I feel hurt or someone says something that hurt my feelings, I'll say like such hurtful things that it can <laughs> destroy a human like things you can't take back <laughs> like i'll just look in your <laughs> facebook history and see that your mom died and be like all right here we go shut the fuck up yeah, really, i swear to god really, i'll be like how's true. your rotten mom like it's like and then i'm like 10 minutes later i'm like whoa that was i'm a monster and then i feel like <laughs> this like, monster comment but they've already screen grabbed it dude and i swear it on to god one day i'm gonna pull a favorman and the world's gonna be after me oh that is it's the <laughs> Hey, zip it! We're doing a podcast in here. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. There's only been a handful of comments that really have gotten to me. That really have gotten to me. That were like, it. Having said that, I think that's something. I think that's because I'm really low key. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not famous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like famous. Famous. And I. And basically, anyone only only people re- reaching out to me are people that are fans. Mm-hmm. You know, that are like, they're like, hey, I heard you on Rogan, really loved it. And I've seen the ones where like, fuck this guy, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, man, well, you know, we all have our opinions. But I've never been, I've never been someone to write a negative comment out of the blue. Like I saw Kesha on Kesha's Instagram. Someone was like, I guess she got her lips done. I don't know. I didn't really notice. I still think she still looked pretty, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But some guy, first comment I read is, oh, why would you ruin your fucking face? Uh. And you're like, that's a, that's a really hurtful statement. Well, yeah, especially because I think, like, so it, I don't know, I see, like, the older that I get, that, like, more girls getting Botox all the time, yeah. and it's like, then their head doesn't move at all. But then it's like, well, if everyone that's in the same sport as you is juicing, doing steroids, it's like, do you do steroids? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or you're not as good as them, because everybody is like, oh, now nine of my friends have literally perfect noses, and I have to go out with them all. And I'm like the only normal human. But then it's like it's a weird thing because you see living here, you see that happen, right? Everyone starts changing around you or getting plastic surgery. And then you and then men are like, we need to keep women more natural. And then you go out with those people and all the guys hit on those girls. And it's like, but then online, it's online. All guys are like, women need to stay natural. No more makeup. And it's like, like, I'm with the natural woman. It's fucking well overrated. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the things about uh, stand up that's great is that, like, because this is what we're doing something that's like, it doesn't really matter. I get shit on either way. I get shit on if I wear jeans and a t shirt on stage, and I get shit on if I wear, like, 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 not jeans and a t shirt. It's stand up. Stand up, I don't, maybe not as much now, but when I started, it was very. It was a very like self-deprecating art. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, Fitzsimmons and I were talking about this, and there is a genre of guys and girls, I guess, doing it now that um, they're just badasses. You know, confidence wasn't a thing that was like. I, the first person I ever saw that was confident on stage was Dane Cook. I was the very first person I've ever saw that was confident on stage. Ah, let me take that back. Greer Barnes. I don't know. Was it was was one of the first people that I saw grab the mic and strut. He's a black dude and he is fucking amazing. Sounds hot. And he is he's a good looking dude. <laughs> he's a really good looking dude. And he just was like he grabbed the mic and he just slow roll and he talked like this. Let me tell you something. I went scuba diving mm-hmm. and it was just like really <laughs> like 
you were really fucking taken by it. And then when I moved out to but, but the, the norm was Louis, Dave, Attell, you know, going, I'm Brewer, fucking fat. And Brewer then had confidence. Yeah. Jay Moore had confidence, but it was it was also like they were they were taking themselves down. They weren't like I'm up here with a big dick. Yeah, they'd go on stage and be like, I can't get a heart on anymore. It's like things right. about, yeah. I la- that's kind of like my vibe for me, like personally. Like, I think it's like a coping mechanism. And I think some of it's just the way, like, you learn to cope in a way. Like, in middle school, I was fat and fucking weird. I wore a retainer to school every day. You know, I collected so many beanie babies. <laughs> I was a fucking, fucking loser. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking loser. Right. So, like, I don't I, That's what I identify with because yeah. that's what I see myself as. So, it's like, I, I, I'm not going to strut, I don't think. It's, but I, I, so I, was, I think I was a strutter in high school, probably. Uh, probably in college, too. Uh, but I think I lost. You know, I got cheated on in the middle of college um, by this girl I dated for five years. It was really <gasps> that's really it was sad. Destructive. I mean, oh, it was like, I get it. I've and been I there. I think that destroyed any amount of like confidence that I had. Mm-hmm. One of the most one of the most insane. I, there should be a word for this. I'm sure there is. It's like gossip, but like one of the most self like ego destroying things is when you find out people are talking about you behind your back mm. and you're just like and you're like I, it, it's fucking it's very primal for me and that experience when I found out that people were like were pitying me behind my back I was just like I was like I don't I didn't know how to rebound I literally was like, fucking I was like I'm gonna rage I'm gonna fucking party hard as fuck I'm gonna just party I'm gonna barrel through it it's like I don't know if you ever like I'm sure you did when you were a kid but you had to like get through a swamp in Florida like you get through a lake or get through like a, a ravine and you'd like well I could take my time with it and possibly get bit by a snake or I could run as fast as I can and get to the other side and be like nothing happened Yeah. and that's the way I oh, looked yeah. at it and I think that started my party and I'm sure that I could do a therapy session about it and really figure it out but um, that feeling of like people and I think that's one of the things that you like when you see enough comments of you online you start going wait is is this what people think about me? You know, I when I was living in Florida, growing up, I never felt super pretty. I never felt ugly. I just w- didn't even think about my appearance in Florida. Are you it's Cuban? Like, um, Port- my mom's Puerto Rican. My dad's Irish Native American. Okay. And uh, growing up, I never thought about my appearance. Like, when we were growing up, it's like you threw on whatever was on the floor and you headed to the beach. And, like, nobody cared what they looked like. Florida has that vibe. And I think yeah. people see Florida as a very... A very shallow place because I think of South Beach mm-hmm. and there is that in Florida. But where, you were you Melbourne? I was Melbourne. Yeah. So Melbourne's like a straight up beach town. Yeah, where that is like I mean we go before school. Board shorts, fishing, and a t-shirt, fishing beach. I mean we would go to the beach from like five forty-five to seven thirty and then head to class in the mornings before 545? high school. Five forty-five. We would go to the beach early in the morning. We'd surf for a few hours and then we'd go to class with our bathing suits under our clothes all day. And like. And then my first day, even going from Melbourne to Gainesville, where I went to UF, I went out my first night in Levi's in a in a, a Guy Harvey t-shirt, and everybody, all these sorority girls were wearing like the most beautiful dresses that I had never even seen yeah. on people, and I instantly looked over my boyfriend, I was like, we have to go shopping, like, oh. I don't have anything, and then I moved here, and like, I don't think I was super self-conscious in Florida, but I've never heard more comments about my size and my nose. 
until I moved here. Constantly comments about how big my nose is. And it's like, it's not even something I... And But now I think it. Now I look at my nose in the mirror. I'm like, I do have a big nose. But I didn't think that You don't even have a big nose. Comments. That's what they choose to target. But it's like crazy how it can change your mentality. How that conversation fucking leaks in and it's not even true but it becomes your reality mm-hmm. yes that is fucking the craziest it's part. fucked up like yeah for, oh yeah i feel like since i grew up here i've always thought about appearance but like in middle school i was just like i wish that i had all these cool clothes but i was like chubby and like i couldn't wear that shit my mom wasn't gonna get me like a super short skirt and like a spaghetti a crop top yeah. in sixth grade like with my rolls hanging out. i just wouldn't <laughs> have worked out well for me she was being nice i know i think we need to have a like i think we need to see pictures of you at this age so i can see how big you were I, oh i'll show you there's one of me just holding this big lunchbox that I recently got sent and I was just like mortified. Really? Yes. Because... It was a big lunchbox and it's filled with her actual lunch. She ate a lot of food. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I ate a lot of food. It was a cooler. It was was a cooler. There was... uh, There was... There was... There used to be an app called Fat Booth. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. No. It was like right when apps started popping up. I remember Fat Booth. I feel like and, apps and, uh, are still just popping up. And I did, I did. Well, I was on the road and I, I had, I was with Nikki Glazer, and I, we were eating lunch. And I took a picture of her for Fat Booth, and she didn't know I was doing it. She just smiled, and I took the picture. And I started laughing hysterically. She's like, "What?" And I go to this app, Fat Booth, and I showed it to her, and I watched her literally <laughs> go from zero to eighty, going, "No, no, 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 delete that right now. I can never see that." She goes, you have no idea. That's what I think I look like in my head. And I was like, and I was like, oh, but you're beautiful. Like, how would you ever think that let about me, yourself? Let me tell you this crazy. I'm sorry. And it's just really interesting because I l- listened to Nikki Glazer on WTF? Mark Marin. Yes. Uh, and her and Mark were talking about their eating disorders. And I related so hard to it. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, Go ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? The, well, the other day at the gym, um, I was in a room full of mirrors. I was working out. I don't like my body That's at all. That's my I, hell, a room yeah, of mirrors? Yeah, and I was working out, <laughs> and I looked over, and I saw someone across the gym, and I was like, that girl has a nice body, and I didn't realize it was me, and the second I realized it was me, I thought it was fat again. Shut up. Okay. I swear. So how, okay, so right now, we're inside my man cave. We're drinking wine, and right outside are my daughters and their best friends. Mm-hmm. How and- do we stop? that and look at them they're just like having so much fun they don't give a shit what their hair looks like what their clothes are i not wearing underwear (laughs) i think that like it's important to like for me i went to an all-girls catholic school in the valley what school i went to louisville okay it's off mulholland and Topanga. yeah and like um and christina padinsky went there too that's where i went um but so i think it's really important to empower like little but girls empower- and i think it's important like- to stay away from comments about appearance like not like you look really pretty today but like you look really smart today or you or look like- i think that growing up little girls are always told oh you look pretty act like a lady um it's everything is about looks for us growing up your hair looks so nice and it's like uh-huh. if if growing up All you got I, more uh, i wish my i can feel like georgia is eavesdropping I can totally feel it. Well, probably because we're just like weirdly. It's like I think that girls just need to understand that like we're as strong as boys, and like everything isn't about our appearance. Like, no, no matter what happens, it's like we we look at men and we judge them by the way they act. 
we don't judge the, this guy by his hairstyle. We yeah. don't judge them by their people character. judge men by the way they act. Oh, I'm getting judged pretty hardcore on what I look like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, but like, but I think it's just important to focus on like other things besides beauty and little girls. Yeah, and I think it's important to, um, yeah, that's basically what I think too. Uh, same. Because didn't growing up, people always commented on your looks. It was always about no. looks. Well, like, oh, you have such a pretty me. daughter. I, I've said that. <laughs> you I were fat. That. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, whoa. When I was skinny again, they were like, whoa. You look so much better. And I, I think, remember there was a girl that came into ninth grade that had been overweight in eighth grade. And she yeah, rolled in. transition, and, and, eighth and, to ninth. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, holy shit. Well, that was me. She was the coolest person in the world because she had been ignored her entire That life. was me. Well, that's how it is and that's what they say too is like even if you see a change in your daughter's weight don't be like, "Oh, you look skinnier." You look Yeah, I think you know, I think like you're really say, that's the I, biggest I, thing. I need these fucking chicks to leave my backyard right now because well, like, I we say that to Georgia so much. We say because oh, it shouldn't she's matter. So beautiful. She's you're skinny. so beautiful. You're so beautiful. But I, I think you, but you I think that think, you're reassuring them. No, but I also think. Giving it your, but then for for I think it just sets a standard. Oh, they think I'm beautiful. I have to stay beautiful. That's no. what I have. Instead of I have to stay star, smart, I have to stay strong. I have to be independent. You're so independent. You're so strong. You're so creative. Yeah. It's like those things I think are like the best. We well, say, like, all we say to Isla is you're hilarious. That's I it. love that. Yeah, she's not that cute and she's not that smart. So, like, this is the thing. For me, I'd rather have heard that my whole life, though. For me, honestly. like, my mom, like, even when I was fat, she would never be like, yo, you need to lose some LB. She just was like, let's just eat healthy. Like, she would never, she is never once, she never once was my like, my mom wasn't you good at that. My mom would always, my mom was the mom that was like, you should, maybe we should put some makeup on. And it made serious? me feel, and she didn't mean it that way. Yeah. I just was, did like to dress like a boy. And she, I don't, she, I don't think she meant it that way, but it always made me feel bad. And I remember the feeling of having to be like, why do I have to dress up for my family? What's up? How you Hi. doing? Guys, this is Lily. Hi, Lily. How Lily's are you? Lily's on Georgia's softball team. Cool. Hi. You guys play softball? I love that. My sisters <laughs> play softball. Yeah. I played so softball. Fun. Isla is going to start again, but she she broke her wrist. Is the pitcher here? My sister's a pitcher. No, no. I used to be so jealous of the pitcher when I did softball because, like, pitcher's so cool. Yeah. It's like, stood the, on the whole bound. thing, fast uh, pitch. Not in our league. The pitchers are fucking useless. <laughs> If they could just, I mean, like, I get really frustrated because I played baseball competitively, like, legit competitively growing up. And I, and it, it is ruining the game because the pitchers just walk everybody. So no one really swings. And if you do see a strike, it's almost like they're so shocked that it's not at them. So, like, I, I think they should, either that or someone needs to focus. I was, I'm literally thinking about taking time off the road and just doing my call and sick to work tour next season during the season and coaching and literally focusing with the girls and being like, this is how you pitch. There is follow. Th- I mean, there was, there gr- I mean, I don't want to shit on them, so I'm not going to say anything <laughs> negative. But then there was no. one pitcher that couldn't get it off the mound, literally throwing it backwards. And I'm like, this is not even a game. Oh, wow. Oh, man. When I did softball, okay, I was like the only like white chick on the team and everyone else was like fully developed. And I was like short and fat, just That's trying to like keep up. Dude, yes. I said, I said, I said, I mean, we play one team. It's it's a, a Mexican team. That's all yeah, Mexican. That's, that was everyone on my team was Mexican. Yeah. And it's with like big boobs. Dude, some like, of these how? girls are like women. Mexicans five, drink seven, a lot of milk. <laughs> fucking, I, I I made a joke. I, th- I don't know where I said it. I'm sure I said it on my podcast, or I'm sure I said it somewhere. So I can't 
take it away, so I'll say it again. But I said something to the effect of, yeah. of do the, is it is it because all the the white parents are feeding all this organic, non processed, and and oh, and you're getting all the and the, and the Mexican families hormones. are maybe just buying it from Vons or that, Ralphs. Yes, and we're all shopping one, at Kelsons. I bet that's one hundred percent. That is that is one hundred percent. That's and so some guy wrote back. He goes, "Oh, for the record, Mexicans buy organic food too, asshole." We and know, I was like, but I was we're like, talking about statistically. I'm statistically Actually, the board. this is really interesting for me because my my college thesis paper was on how. Uh, there's a larger amount of Mexican American kids are the most obese in the United States just because of all kinds of different factors, but like mostly because organic food is expensive and also like, yeah, it's fucked up. Like kids are getting their periods on like fucking eight, eight uh, or nine years old now. Isla, dude. Isla, I'm, I can't talk about this as one, like I, I'm learning I'm just learning this curve right now, but like just because it happens in my life and I feel like it's sh- worthy to share on stage doesn't mean I get the right to talk about it. Yeah, it's hard it's to really separate hard that. Because I look at my, I just did an hour for Showtime that'll be airing sometime in the fall. That's awesome. Congratulations. But, um, thank you. But, uh, sh- uh, I was no holds barred. It's an hour I wrote not realizing anyone would see it. And I, there is a solid 20 minutes where I talk about Isla, like a legit. And I'm, she'll see that in fucking college or some point, smoking a bong and with her friends. Like, oh, shit, your dad's on TV. And she'll be like, like, removed from it. I'll be dead, I'm sure. And she'll be like, oh <laughs> she'll, be like she'll be like, Dave, did my dad like me? And call my mom up, call my wife up and be like, yo, dad was kind of a dick, huh? No, you know what I think? I think you being who you are, like, your kids are you, too. So I think they'll oh, get it. You know what I'm saying? You like, got that right. That I kid see it is every fucking, day. That kid is definitely me. Yeah, so they'll get it. Like, it's not like they're going to be, like, dumb, unfunny kids. Yeah. They're going to get They're gonna get it. They're gonna so, get- so when you girls started stand-up, did, I, I'm sorry to say girls. I, I'm saying, I don't mean That's that okay. condescendingly. No, we're you not offended. Started we are girls. <laughs> You're so much younger than me. What are you, 20, you guys are 20 years old? Uh, I'm 25. I'm 29. I'm tw- I'm 43. So I'm like a grown up, meaning like I'm I'm. Trust me, I feel 43. When you wake up with panic attacks, I believe dude, it. Dude, I wake I'm up like, with panic attack. I, I turned 25 and I sneezed and threw my bl- back out, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like, I feel old as fuck already. I have to have a ritual. When I wake up, I go, I pee, sitting down, and I, st- <laughs> and I straighten amazing. my back out, and I feel my back go. <laughs> and I go, okay, now I can start my day. Yeah, I I love that feeling. Nothing feels better than hearing your back crack. Oh, like it is honestly, it's like, better it's than coming. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, is. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, if you could give me an orgasm and do that neck thing at the same time, whoa. I bet I, I bet I might stroke out. Can you imagine fucking a chiropractor and right about, you're about to go? She just, <laughs> oh yeah, you're like oh my god, I. Oh, separate. Do my C four. Do my C four. <laughs> do my C four. T two. T two. T two. What were you asking us about when we started? When you started, did you feel like? Did you feel like as a woman doing stand up, you had to assume a persona, either a whore or like, like? Did you? Because f- it feel. I feel like there was a big generation of women that started comedy that just were whores. This is interesting mm-hmm. for me because I don't have any really sex stand up topics. Yeah. Not because it's just not what I'm interested in. She like, picks something. She'll go, ugh, I, yar- flamingos in front yards. Yeah. Like, and that then- is, like, fun for me to figure out. So, like, it's not that, like, if something inspired me that I wanted to talk about, like, my pussy, whatever, then I would. But <laughs> well, it's, sorry. I'm like, I don't know if there's kids in the backyard. Um, but, like, for me, it's like, well, I like the challenge of, like, breaking down something and making, and, like, 
getting it to connect with everyone and then it's clean and I can do it maybe eventually on TV like who knows you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I, really smart I wish I had gone about it that way but like uh, everyone's just different and like you know but yes I think there is this there was this wave of like shock female comics that like after Amy Schumer I think she I like think kind of opened like it Sarah up Sarah Silverman goes, Sarah Silverman Amy Schumer and then girls were like oh we can fuck that's okay yeah. that people well, Sarah, know that Sarah we Sarah was the predecessor. I, I believe, and I say this respectfully to every female I know doing stand-up, but just like I was and Segura was and Ari and uh, any of us were with, say, Dave Attell, we were all derivations. Almost all of the women were derivations of Sarah. Okay. She was doing it so well. She was doing she was f- doing stand up so seamlessly, so effortlessly, and so respected across the board that I think everyone saw a version of that. And I mean, I, I mean, it gives I me goosebumps. It's definitely way before. I don't. Amy's act has changed into more Amy Schumer, but she mm-hmm. was a character for the first ten years. Like, yeah, I mean, like I think when you my, first start, you just go off of what you've seen when you're trying to find your voice. I think that's just like the yeah. natural thing. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, you in the yeah. beginning. So it's like if you're like, oh, this works for this person. Let me just. Pick this lane and go with that. Like when I first started, I would do crazy act outs. Really? It was crazy. <laughs> yes. I would do characters, voices, like, and then it just was just not connecting. So it <laughs> has a lot of sex in it. Yeah. And, and I, and I hate it in the aspect of like, I hate that I'm fitting my own. It's almost like if I were black and obsessed with Kool-Aid, like I'm fitting my stereotype, but like black people are allowed to fucking like Kool-Aid, you know, like I'm a, I'm, I, a, I'm allowed to be a woman and like sex, you know, yeah, but oh, that's yeah. what it is. It's like, it's like, I feel like when I talk about sex, it's like, oh, it's like if I was Asian and driving bad, it's like, yeah, but an Asian driver is allowed to mess up driving yeah. just because, you know, it's a stereotype doesn't mean that like that's never going to happen to them. But like for me is like um, stand up was really the thing that like made me feel OK with sexuality. I never talked about sex really? until I started doing and And that's like so shocking because I only talk about like sex, relationships, my family, like real, real vulgar things that I can, I'll never be on TV probably, but you never know that um, the way television is changing. But yeah, I never talked about sex. I never, you know, hooked up and told anybody. And then I started really? doing stand up really? and like, I, I just had like vomit of the mouth. So I like, was like, so like, this dude I fucked. And then this dude, I, you know, and I was so like, like, so like, in, so, cause I know, I kind of know the type of person you are growing up in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I know that like <laughs> you did not, that was in Florida. Like, women were not vocal about promiscuity no. at oh, all. I, was, I mean, I don't I know thought, if it's, that's probably across the board, but I'm just saying definitely in Florida, I can say that. Like, women would lie about how many men they'd been with. Not I would, me. I would lie, yeah. You and would? like, Well, even even back home, like, I f- in Florida, I felt ashamed having sex with someone that wasn't my boyfriend. Really? Which is f- crazy to me now. I'm like, I'll just sleep I mean, with whoever I want to so, sleep with. That is, that is crazy now, but I understand that mentality of a guy in Florida. Like, there was such slut shaming in Florida. Yeah. That, like, I remember... Really? I remember, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't look, I, maybe it's across the board, but I will say that, like, I had a buddy whose girlfriend had slept with one of our friends just on a one-night stand, and it got out, and, like, he would slut shame her after a date and be like, well, yeah, maybe if you hadn't fucked, what's his name? Fucking dot, dot, dot. And, 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 but 
and it made sense to me. Like it made that made sense to me. Like no, 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 no. She deserves that. She did that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That m- mentality. And like when I moved to New York and I listened to people talk about women talk about sex, I was like, what the fuck, man. Like you can't like. It's what if crazy. Their boyfriend was here. If their boyfriend was here, he'd be losing his fucking mind right now. Because my 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 girl, every girl I ever dated in Florida, all fucking lied about how many guys they're with. I'm certain of it. There was. You want to hear a crazy story? This is one of my favorite. Favorite, favorite stand-up okay. stories. It's only really great if you know the guy, and I hopefully you do. You should, <laughs> but you shouldn't if you don't, but I'll tell you. So oh, um, I, I dated a girl from Boca. Okay. Uh, Miss Boca High. Okay. Oh, my was, God. That Boca the, Raton, Florida? Yep, yeah. Yep. That's hilarious. And she was, she, was, uh, she was my girlfriend that dated me for five years and cheated on me with my best friend. So I'm, I'm doing a show with Big J and Mike Vecchione. Mm-hmm, you know those guys? Mm-hmm. We're doing a show out at the some casino and whatchamacallit I've got a fly so I can't drink I almost want to say I can't drink I think we were just hanging out in the hotel room maybe we were drinking but it was late night after the show we're drinking and I said I said to Mike I go where are you from he goes I'm from Boca I went shut up he said yeah 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 I said I did Miss Boca High he goes I did Miss Boca High <gasps> and I went no you didn't I said when and he goes 91 I said Alex and he goes yeah I said that's that was my girlfriend, and he looks at me, and goes, "Oh my god, you're Bert." <gasps> oh my god! And I go, "You're Mike the wrestler." <gasps> and he was wrestler. like, he was like, and like Big J's is sitting there going, "What the fuck's going on?" And I was like, "Holy shit!" I go, "Holy shit, man!" I go, "I dude, I've got to ask you this." I go, "She went home in summer, and she was at a party with you. We almost got a fight with Mike Vecchione and his friends." I go, "I was under the impression she fucked you that night. Did you fuck her?" And Mike looks at me, he's like, "Yeah." I was like, I knew it. I go, you know, I ended up dating her for five years afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he has no, Mike was so disconnected from it. It was a high school girlfriend for him. He had no emotional investment. But I dated her for five more years after. And she totally fucking lied about it. It's So it felt so much for you. And like, for him, I was like, yeah, true. High five. And you were like, no. I was like, I was like, I remember the party we were at. Rashid Ishmael's house. I think I said it right. But we were at his house. And... And we showed up, and she was there with a bunch of guys. And Mike Vecchione had his sleeves cut off, and he had like a flat top. Such a fucking meathead. I love to share this now, knowing what a great fucking comic he is. Such a fucking meathead. Just bowed up. That's why we all were in Florida. There was no sensitive side to any of us. No. We didn't allow that. I don't know why. Y'all drove 350Zs and shit. What's a 350Z? Oh, my God. (laughs) Is there a truck? Did you grow up? (laughs) There weren't that many 350Zs. You know, people here didn't even used to hang lizards on their ears growing up. They have no fucking clue what that's about. I have about. no clue. Well, she said Are that. Are you serious? I was just like, ew. Oh, like, lizards were our yes. earrings in Dude, the south. Catching lizards, catching frogs. You'd catch lizards. You'd throw them into your fucking ear. Yeah. You'd open their mouths. Their mouths would open. And as soon as they bite down, they just hold. Yeah. And you could just have little okay. baby lizards on your she ear. She told me this recently, and I cannot stop thinking about it. I think it is by far the most foul thing. Like I remember I saw this huge bumblebee in the backyard, and I cried. Like I am a valley girl, kind of. Oh my like, god! I grew up with no shoes on. Ooh, the red's good. I'm a, yeah, I went bare foot my whole fucking life i go to this day That's, i walked over to the place feels house, so good right and i walked over barefoot Ugh. and someone looked at my feet more was like whoa and i was in my head i was like dude i've been barefoot through grocery stores me too like the, the this Florida, is amazing I, let me tell you this is what Florida's fucking, beautiful though it, you feel so free there though i love florida i've so often thought how nice would my life be if i just moved back bought a big compound 
did I radio. I can't tell you. And did stand up on the road and just said, you know what, man? I'm fucking out. If you want me, I'll be in Florida. I'm totally willing to do anything. I'm going to write books from here. I'll write scripts from here. But, like, I'm out. Because, I, I mean, you know what's so crazy is, like, I watched, oh, man, this will fucking set you off. I watched uh, Jeff Corwin today mm-hmm. on, on BBC America. Uh-huh. And he was talking about that alligator attack of that little boy. Uh-huh. Which, in my head, I go... In my head, then I was like, he was waiting in a lake at night. I was like, oh man, well, it's someone like- someone that lived in you heard about the alligator attack? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, someone should have fucking walked by the gro- in fl- from Florida and go, hey, you don't wade around in water in water at night. You don't get in the fucking water even during the day. You and move during fast. The day. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. just get the fuck out. It's yeah. not these aren't lakes. Take you, the swing, you jump yeah. in, and you swim out fast. <laughs> these aren't lakes we hang out in. Okay, yeah. get out. Yeah, and so right and he was like, he was like, you know. This is an anomaly. I was like, no, nah, no, it's not. The alligators attack. I go, mostly dogs. Mostly you lose a lot of dogs to alligators. A little child the size of a puppy, yes. Yes, yes. And fucking anyone snorkeling in a retention pond or or criminals <laughs> often, very often. Jump in lakes and hide in and lakes. And hide from cops and yep. they get attacked by alligators yep. all the fucking Someone time. Someone from my hometown did that this year. What? Yep. This and, is amazing to hear because I know nothing about it. Can I tell you the story about when I got eat, almost eaten by two alligators when I was 12? I'd love to hear this story. Oh, okay. So I went on <laughs> summer vacation. This is a, the scariest thing I've ever lived through. Um, I was on summer vacation. We were at the Springs. I don't know if you've ever heard like Wakiva Springs, Jenny Springs, all those yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. And during the day, there are hundreds of people swimming. So there's no gators. They all get scared off. I mean, there might be, but they're all scared and there's too many people yeah. for them to fuck with you. But at night, it's empty and there's no like fence that they you know close off at night to keep them out um and like i guess the mom we were with didn't really realize that and so we were all on the trailer at night and she's like Some you guys want to play moms. truth or dare and we're like yeah and she's like okay we were like 12 she's like i dare you guys to jump in the lake and then swim out and we we're like okay and so we took those big black donut looking tubes yeah. and we threw them in it was a wall probably seven feet high you had to either run all the way to the other side and go down the stairs or you could just jump in and you know someone will, the parents were waiting to just pull yeah. us up by our arms we're jumping in we're laughing we're swimming and that's moonlight i'm waiting probably like 10 feet away from everyone else or i'm just in the water on top of the tube looking and then i see two sets of yellow eyes probably from here to your like chicken coop probably like what that's like 30 feet yeah probably like 30 feet away i just see four sets of eyes swim towards me and then go under and I knew, and it's like you could tell they were coming for me because oh, yeah. I saw them coming in from like two different directions, like they were zeroing in on me. Oh, and they like came in from each side and then went under, and I was fucking panicked. I started flailing. I went up to the wall, somehow stood up on the tube on each side, kept my balance until someone pulled me up because I was that eager to get out and as soon as they pulled me up by my arms I could see all my friends still swimming I was like there's a gator and they're laughing like no there's not um, a, a park ranger pulls up two seconds later after I get out and he goes you better get your kids out of there this place is full of gators yeah the second I got pulled out it's, uh, there was there was stories when I was a kid uh, I to this day uh, to this day we have a house in Alabama and that we go we're going to in, in a week mm-hmm. we'll, be, we'll be there when this airs probably um, and it's a beautiful, it's a man-made lake, and they say there's no alligators. I've not once been in that, just not scanning the entire fucking time. That's the way I swim in a lake. Nowhere if in I Florida go, has no alligators. Yeah. House pools get alligators in my, Florida. Are you serious? Pool at my house had an alligator. Yeah. Like, alligators are fucking, 
So this is what you drove guys, me nuts about. There isn't anything that's water. I, so th- a ditch yeah. on the side of the road, it could have a gator in it that's just filled with rain. There's, there was a story we heard of a kid riding his bike who on, a, on like a path by the thing, fell off his bike, landed by the water, gator just grabbed him, pulled him in the water, never saw him again. There was yeah. there are stories of like, of like of like high school events where they're like, swim out to the thing and swim back. Guy's drunk, swims out, gator rips his arm off. There's that is so fucking common. And so so but but your protocol with gators as a Floridian is so <laughs> set in stone. Like, it's like this, this, this it's a risk you take. Is it like so, I'm going to get in this water. I might not come out. Yeah, and, and that's what you the risk like, you and take. Like Jeff Corwin's like, well, you know, it's very commonplace in Florida to be sitting on the park bench, and you know, you're feeding the ducks and you're feeding the gators with the same bread. I go, no, you don't. No, you, no, you don't. don't. No, you're allowed to do that. Could be you know, that that is like ingrained into a child. That's you like never one of the seven Florida commandments: is don't feed the gators. Never feed a fucking gator. And I was like, <laughs> Jeff Corwin, you used to be a expert on animals. Where are you now? And listen. My heart goes out to that family who lost their child. I, I, I feel like it's, it's devastating. Yeah, it is someone. It is someone's responsibility that worked there to tell them, "Hey, you don't go in they the water." They were from out of town. They They're don't from know. Out of town. They yeah, don't like know. I wouldn't. Know. When I went to the Colorado River when I moved here last year, I was swimming in water, and I go, "There's nothing in here." I asked like. 30 people because yeah. I was like are you sure and I would swim and I would go deep and then I'd get this panic in my soul and I'd go how do they know there's nothing down here how do they know how That's do they I, know? I say that all the time how do they know there's nothing down here That's- I'm like gators are everywhere yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you go like it, it, I, I still to this day I, I mean like especially growing up on the east coast because we used to go surfing in New Smyrna that was the shark attack capital of the world and you were like listen you realize you there is a legit chance of getting attacked by a shark in here. I would rather get attacked by a shark than a gator. Much rather be really? attacked by a shark Any than a gator. Day Why? Of my, I'd rather get attacked by two sharks than one gator. Oh, I'd rather have. I'd rather be kiteboarding half a mile out to sea and have a swarm of sharks sharks attack me than one gator. Me too. Honestly, because they bite you, like they don't like the taste, and then they move on. Gators will fucking eat. A pig's ass, like they'll Gators, eat anything, and, and that's how people guys, get rid of bodies so in Florida. Intense. That's how people get rid of bodies in Florida. You chop up the body and you put it in a swamp, and everything's gone. The, that's, the, the only I thing just gave some sicko an idea. The only thing sicker, the only thing scarier than gators are fucking crocodiles. Ugh. Let me tell you something. I heard something to this day that brings chills through my body. Two girls in Australia. They're swimming by a waterfall, and a crocodile comes at them, and they swim up to a ledge, and they stand on a ledge under the waterfall, and the crocodile is just approaching them. And these two girls, these two friends are like, what the fuck do we do? One girl panics and dives off and swims away, and the crocodile just goes after her. They don't find that girl until like five days later. They find the crocodile. Oh, this is what fucking kills me, is that girl is just sitting in the crocodile's mouth still just... I don't want my body to be sitting with a reptile. I mean, I don't you want know my... the baby was fully intact when they found him, which just means that the gro- it just did it for fun. They're yeah. mean motherfuckers. I've been in canoes. They've bumped my canoes. I was in a canoe when I was in first grade, and there were alligators fucking everywhere. My dad's They'll like, They'll bump you. Yeah. They'll the bump your fuck, canoe and try to get you to tip you. Fuck alligators. Fuck they're alligators mean. 100%. I'm never going to any type of swamp. <laughs> they're I'm an indoor mean. girl. They're mean. They were they're... almost in extinction. If you look at the alligators' deaths, it, it, like, we should have worked at, harder. <laughs> if, if you look at the alligator deaths, 
from 1970 to 2016, they've increased exponentially because they were almost into extinction in like the 70s and 80s. I mean, there was like a big deal. You couldn't kill an alligator. I remember my dad's buddy, an alligator went after one of his Rottweilers. He had three Rottweilers. And what? an alligator went after one of his Rottweilers and he killed the alligator got and arrested. he got tr- arrested for killing an alligator. Yep, you can't kill him. Which is like, come on, whenever I see the news and they're like, they killed the gator to find the body and people are like, why would they kill the gator? I'm like, because there's fucking tons of them. Honestly, they're, they're, if in my if I guarantee if my daughter comes back right now, I'll say, "Hey, what's one thing you know about Nana and Papa's lake?" And she'll be like, "Alligators everywhere." You we would put a you spotlight can, out there, oh, and you just see, you see eyes. The eyes. But you got to realize we're at the very beginning of this gator apocalypse because right now they're all they're all <laughs> six foot gators because because they've all been rebirthed in the nineties and the early two thousands. The generation the, the 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 wait till we start seeing the sixteen foot alligators. The GMO alligators. Did you see the, garlic, uh, the gator on the go- uh, golf course? A GMO. Did you mother- see that fucking thing? That motherfucker was Wait. a dinosaur. It was. Did you see this? Standing no, up, I like, just, like I don't understand oh, how you Sarah, guys know so you right much now. about alligators. Oh, right because now. when oh, you're a kid in Florida, when my you're phone. a kid in Florida, you fucking know about alligators. That's There's the nothing only you thing don't you know. know about alligators. See, that's how I feel about earthquakes. You have to understand everything in Florida is water. It's like we're surrounded. If it rains, there's a literal lake in your yard now. But like also, Kim, I remember one of the first times we hung out and we were behind someone for, that went to, that was like had a, a gator sticker on their car. Uh-huh. And you fucking are like, hold on, I'm going to roll down the window. And she starts like doing this weird gator like, signal oh. to like, yeah, she starts. Oh. Yeah. Good school. No, 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 no. No one with back-to-back yeah. national she championships. She doing that and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, oh yeah, it's just a gator thing. I'm, and it was, it was just a very funny moment yeah, those, for me. Those alligators are actually the most disgusting. The ones from UF. <laughs> <laughs> Alligator, Florida, golf course. Oh, um, this bitch is a this huge gator. It's like on a thread like, of it's like... It's unreal that it could be this big. It could probably This will flip end you end out. This, this will... By the way... I'm scared of my fucking by shadow. The way, this is a... No, this... This... So just so you know, this is was a reality for us. Here, uh, I'll play it. I'll show it to you, and I'll put it by the mic so people can hear people. Let's see. Look at the size. That's of a the- goddamn brontosaurus. This is Gator, Sarah. Jesus, I don't even know what to make of it. Hell no. And he's like, and I've never seen one stand in one. He's like confident too. I think that's two guys in an alligator suit. <laughs> it does look like two guys in an alligator suit. It looks. Look at that guy standing next to him. I mean, yes, he's fucking. Okay, that's got to be at least like a twelve foot gator. Oh, easily. That is fucking aggressive. <laughs> but you know what? Like as a kid, I remember the first thing we moved to a lake, and my dad was like, "Buddy, here are the rules: if a gal- alligator ever chases you, you run serpentine. <laughs> yep, you run zigzags. Because zig- they can't run zigzags; they can only run in a straight line. But they can run like forty miles an hour. It's interesting, so. like the precautions that you have to take t- with your kids, depending on like location where you live. Right, water oh. moccasins, dude. Water moccasins. Have Yo, you ever babe. heard of a water moccasin? No. Is no, no. no, water moccasins are like a legit. Are you are you busy? Um, no. Here, pass me that. Plug this <laughs> in. Um, water moccasins. Like as a kid, we would get water moccasins in our backyard. It would rain. You'd go out and they'd be like, "There's water moccasins in the backyard," and you'd What's be like, a "Okay, water moccasin? it's a it's a cottonmouth. It's a it's a it's a snake, snake that 
Oh, I thought it was like women the, and they swim too, right? I thought, they, it, I thought it was an ugly. I thought it was like, yeah, like that's what. That's, that's so funny. The Valley versus Florida. Water moccasins like, are snakes versus ugly. Water ugs. moccasin. Like, I haven't seen there? that before. Uh, yeah. So, like, we were talking about growing up in Florida with alligators, and you don't sound like you're doing a spelling bee. Sit down. Have a seat. Um, <laughs> she's, she's but, but so like, cute. How often do I, how often have I said at the lake, are there? Are we sure there are no alligators in here? Like every time we go. Uh, that's we, she was talking about. She was in the Colorado River. She was like, they were annoyed with me. They're like, there's nothing. Please stop asking. And I was like, are you sure? Because uh, I was like, what's that thing? And they're like, it's a stick. It's a stick. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. What, now, what was your, what was your animal growing up that you're like that you were that you were warned about as a child? Like, listen, if you see this, you stay away. There's no fucking dot 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 dot. Nothing. Really. No. That's wild. She grew up in on the border of Alabama and Georgia. I did, but we didn't have like I mean we had you didn't mountain even have lions gators? or no, no gators. It's too far north. Wow. It's too yeah. cold in the winter. They can't winter there. For wow. me it was bees. Um, no. it, was, it was bees. It was just be careful. Worry about? It's so funny that is our daughter grew up growing up in the valley is terrified of bees. She is. Terrified. Oh my God. Bees were like just another friend. No, because people away. were like, my mom was yeah, like, I never was afraid <laughs> of a bee in my like, life. Bees, you be careful of those bees. A wasp. Horse flies. Mm, mm, horse flies suck dick. What the hell is a horse fly? Dude, they're Did huge horse flies? flies. Of course. Yeah. They're huge flies and they fucking bite you. They bite you. Yeah. And they Holy hurt. Shit. They yeah. Hurt. It's like, honestly, like for us, oh, it was ants. My mom was like, we have fucking ants and there's a ton of them, Steve. Get the raid. What are we going to do? Like, that was our problem ants. okay ants and the 94 northridge earthquake that's what <laughs> fucked us up. wow hurricanes oh. and love bugs hurricanes weren't even a big deal they were I the was, best when a hurricane came through you were like oh fuck it's yeah time to party oh yeah throw all the fucking lawn furniture in the pool stack up on beer stack up on beer put we're- the ac on zero don't <laughs> open that room unless you're going to bed in it oh god that room's got to stay cold for the four days until fema comes fucking how funny hurricanes were the best there was nothing better then everyone going, hurricanes coming through Tallahassee, and you'd be like, all right, all you got to do is get your cars out from Generators. under trees, get a generator, mm-hmm. fucking lock, load up on beer, get a bag of weed, and then all of a sudden you get the call and you're like, it's just a tropical storm. You're like, oh no. shit, bitches, open the doors, we're going outside. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go to all the golf course and courses and go skimboarding. Yep. Oh, that was we the We would fucking... skimboard in our ditches. Dude, I'm telling you. what Now, what was your... What was your thing, Leanne? Tornadoes. Ooh, oh, fuck scary. a tornado. Fuck yeah. Fuck a tornado. Tornadoes uh-uh. are scary. That tornado hit my, uh, when I was in first grade, it hit my school. <gasps> Wizard of Oz. the whole eighth grade wing off our school. The eighth graders were outside at, in PE, <gasps> and they like went into the auditorium or somewhere. It ripped, I mean, it was the scariest sound ever we had to get under our desk and my first grade teacher was really pregnant and she couldn't get under her desk and i remember to her to this day crying and screaming because she couldn't get under physically couldn't get under her desk and we were all like on our bellies underneath our desk and i heard it hit the building it was so scary Really scary. Drove home that day, and there were cows in the trees, and the cows were still alive. What? And you have to shoot the cow out of the, and the cow. You shoot it, and then it drops out of the tree. That's Freaky. fucking crazy. That is Armageddon Freaky. shit right there. That's weird. That's like a scary movie. Do you remember the movie Twister seen? with Helen Hunt? Yeah, yes. and I remember the Favorite. fucking ride. I pissed my pants on it. It was a ride? <laughs> it was like a thing that you watched happen, and it did this fake tornado. Not in front into of that shit. Watching Adversely, it. Adversely, Leanne's been outside during an earthquake. 
and fucking loved it. Oh, it was so cool. Okay. Really cool. As a kid, the the 94 Northridge earthquake, I am telling you, I was in first grade. I was like, this is fucking dope. But my dad lost his mind, fully lost his mind. Like, he made us camp in the backyard in a tent. I had never been camping before. And I was like, this is so cool. We're camping. <laughs> like, my parents had to figure out how to set up a tent together. My mom's from That's New so York. Funny. My dad is also from the Valley. So the two of them trying to, like, be outdoorsy and set up a tent oh. was a nightmare. That's like a TV show. And then yeah. he, he bought, okay, because he decided that it was unsafe for us to go back into our house because he does, like, construction law. So he's like, I don't he trust it. I don't law. trust. Yeah, yeah. So he knows how <laughs> fucked we all are when we get in elevators. Basically. Oh, that's- so, so like in hilarious. his mind, he's like, I don't know what's going on underneath the foundation here. It could be cracked. We're sleeping in a tent. So like he made us sleep in the backyard in a tent for like about two weeks. And then he bought a That's shed. A long. Okay. And I, really I loved time. it. My mom was like, this needs to stop, Steve. <laughs> we need to go back into the house. I love that his name is Steve. Anyway, I love that you ever, yeah. Get the raid, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, this needs to stop, Steve. Steve. I feel like I, I know that, Steve. Yeah. I love that Steve was like like my dad because he was in construction law said we're sleeping outside yeah. his his skill set was such that it wasn't it Nothing wasn't like to do with anything yeah it wasn't like he was a wildlife forestry guy it was just that <laughs> listen i understand that there are going to be fissures this is very just suitable like, like, like Jewy valley guy in the backyard <laughs> like and then he bought a shed put it in the backyard and we got to make an earthquake kit that I shit you not. It was in our backyard until like about three years ago. I was like, dad, there's sweats in there from like the nineties. You wouldn't even fit in the Yeah. Sun. Like yeah. what is happening? And he slept with like a flashlight at the side of his bed. Super neurotic was afraid the big one was coming. Oh, I'm, I'm that's so funny. I'm, I'm afraid, afraid of the big one. absolutely grow up. You have to have a flashlight in every room, especially yes. by your bed because flashlight. in the rural South, you know, where I grew up, the lights go out mm-hmm. all, constantly. Mm-hmm. The electricity will just go off there. Cause there's a storm storm like 30 miles away you yep. don't even know about so you have to have the stuff that even growing growing raising kids in the valley they don't they don't have any concept of you know just all Ugh. of a sudden no electricity one time me and my whole family were watching a really scary documentary on ufos and like mind you we live in the a UFO middle of the documentary woods. together we're, yeah we're the only family on for like three or four blocks just woods watching his documentary and then it's like it cuts to this historian he's like i think aliens are real and they're coming now and then the power went off and we were all just sitting there like holy fuck like as a kid nothing is more fun than like a change of vibe so it's like an earthquake a tornado like it doesn't seem that serious you don't know how high the stakes are you can't die when you're seven you're like i'm invincible you're You're like mom's gonna take care of it you're not dying williamson comedian from Miami no. let's come out here now kind of goes by the store a little bit more probably improv what was what? Dave, Dave Williamson, Williamson. Oh, no. good looking guy into water polo he told Ooh. a story about Hurricane Andrew water polo. and uh, he grew up in Miami holy shit I've, like, and I've heard good hurricane stories he was like you know what's so funny is that that whole mentality as a kid in Florida is like hurricane's no big deal we lock in but he's like when you go through the eye of it He's like, there is a moment where you realize, oh shit, man, I'm 
I'm expendable. Like, I could die. It was a really great story he told on my podcast. I'll try to find it. But isn't the eye the calmest part? No, no, no. But, yeah, but in order to get to the eye, you've got to go through the two roughest no, parts. Uh, honestly, yeah. The back. Yeah, no there's, like, an eye. So, like, in the middle of the hurricane, it's just, like, it's, it's like, silence. It's just, like, it's, like, the when you hear everything, and then it's in, And then all of a sudden, it's just calm silence. as shit. Beautiful. And you're, like, ooh, With this is creepy. With birds, because all the birds fly in the center of the eye yeah. to get, stay out of it. Who so teaches you guys these things? Like, how do you know? That's just what you no, yeah. I mean, like, science class. Yeah, science class. Oh, exactly. My science education is seriously like I am behind. Like I'm still trying to make like a volcano with vinegar and like <laughs> baking soda. Like, like growing up, right? You like when you were in high school and you were being like lying to, to your parents, you would lie and you would go to like a house party, right? You would be like, yes. I'm going here, but I'm I'm going to spend the night at my friend's house, but I'm going to go a party all night, yes. black out, and like throw yes, up. Absolutely, right? especially all girls' school. That's what what we would do is I would call my mom from my friend's house. Uh, or I wouldn't even be at my friend's house. We'd call my friend's little sister. She'd answer Colby. And I'd go, Colby, three-way my house. So it would show up on caller ID, their house number. I'd be, hey, mom, we're going to bed. I'll call you in the morning. I wasn't that smart. And then we'd go out, and th- we'd have all these boys show up with trucks and beer. And they'd now back, you're getting into and, Leanne's fucking childhood. And we'd back into, and they'd pack it up in the canoes. We'd put our cell phone in Ziploc baggies. And we would canoe out past the channel and go out to islands. And you could party all night oh. and no one would call the cops. That's and East like, Coast shit right thinking there. Thinking about it, it's like as thinking about it like as if I was a mother, that's terrifying. You have you think mm. your fifteen year old daughter's sleeping at her friend's house and I'm blacked out with like seven or eight other teenage boys and girls yeah. at around a bonfire on an island. On an island. On an like, island. I would just get fucked up in the hills of like <laughs> Sherman Oaks. <laughs> like I had a boyfriend <laughs> who was older and he had a purple minivan older boyfriends are and my, what's up my parents were not on board with that he had like a big afro and a purple <laughs> minivan and his name was Gus and he would like pull up in his minivan my dad's like you're gonna leave with oh, this man named Jesus. Gus in his purple minivan that's and all I, I can see my adulthood as is that Georgia just pulling up some Gus pulls up uh, <sighs> I mean like don't uh, don't, don't anticipate the there. Gus he's coming but don't wait for it I Gus mean, is coming. If we get, all get a Gus. Every Everyone gets a Gus. Everyone gets a Gus. I'm just going to have nothing but Gus's. <laughs> you should just do what my daddy did. What? what? He just cleaned his guns. Oh, Every my first day, you'd lay out all his guns and just clean them. And they'd ask random questions. Where are you going to dinner? Oh, okay. That's just so they Curfew's know. 10. Curfew's Daddy's 10. Daddy's got a gun. Just so you know. Okay, well, have fun. Be careful. And he's just cleaning his shotgun. Would, really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, but that's totally. that's definitely the South. Like there's the South, like yeah. like I remember going to a girl's house, Faithful Presty, and I threw rocks at her what window. Was her name? Faithful Presty. <laughs> she lived on my block. Me and Cayman went over there one night. We were smoking cigarettes, ninth grade, <laughs> and we were throwing rocks at Faithful Presty's window. And so she came down, funny. and we hung out and we talked. We shot the shit, and then Cayman and I walked back. We were wearing trench coats in Florida in the fucking November. Whoever who wears a trench coat in Florida, but we were like murderers, ninth graders. literally so murderers. Sunday in you. night, Sunday night, I was like, you know what? I had so much fun last night. I'm just gonna go over to Face tonight. I'll wake her up. We'll come out. We'll hang out. We'll smoke a cigarette or whatever. Yeah. Throwing rocks at Faithful Presty's wall <laughs> door. Faithful Presty. We hang out. Keep saying her full name. <laughs> and uh, and then she goes back, and then <coughs> like the I think <coughs> maybe Monday or like Tuesday of that week. I went by to say hi to Faith. She was really cool. She went to T- Tampa Catholic, and I went to, to Jesuit. And her dad came out, and he was like, uh, I'd like to talk to you, son. And he was like, pulled me out, 
He was like, you know, uh, I had a gun pointed at your head uh, Sunday night. And I was like, what? He was like, I was going to blow your fucking brains out. I thought you were breaking into my house. And I was like, but it's so funny. As opposed to going home and tell my dad, like, Faith the Presley's dad almost killed me. I was like, oh, shit, I really fucked up. People do have guns. And you can't just go throw rocks at people's windows because they can kill you. And then the big rule of Florida was if you shoot someone outside, you drag them into your house and say they were breaking in because you could kill someone if they went into your house. You can't. You couldn't kill them outside. You can kill someone. I know that. There is a a, a story in Florida where this guy was uh, breaking into someone's house through a chimney in Florida. He fell through. He died. And their family sued the family he was breaking into and they won well, I, you know it's so funny everyone always talks about how fucked up Florida is and I don't think I ever realized it that much until I left and I'm realizing so long, it and I'm like yeah yeah we I guess we didn't have like normal rules like everyone else you know what really showed it to me was my news feed I, me and Sarah have very different news feeds it's like after a massacre everyone on her news feed is like you know like so sad you know, we need to do something about this. And then my news feed oh. is like, fucking Muslims! <laughs> and like, we need more guns! It's like completely different. It really is. I, I, do you get? Do you ever get racist emails from your friends? Like, like racist jokes about Obama? And you're like, Jesus <sighs> Christ, man, this is like, I want to say this is illegal. I don't know what to say. I went back home last December and one of my cousins said the N-word. People. Really? And I was like, and then I remember like, how much my mentality changed like in 2008 I would have not said it I would have never said that word yeah. but I would have not even thought twice about someone else saying it oh yeah but now they said it and I was like you can't say that and they're like what they looked at me like I was a, I was like you can't say that anymore yeah we're not at the flea market it's in middle school buying confederate flag belts anymore just, like yeah. remember the flea market where you'd buy confederate flag belts uh, and Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. I totally remember what? fucking flea markets. Like, it's just really interesting how we as like society evolve. Like certain things, like older generations, I feel like have a hard time evolving. Like for for my family, like my dad's like his mind is just so fucking blown by Bruce Jenner. Like really? he is fuck his mind. Is, is he like, pissed about it? He's just like. Steve is confused. Steve, <laughs> Steve is confused, and Debbie's super open-minded because she's like, because her name's Queens. Debbie. Yeah. yeah, you can't be a totally. close-minded Debbie. Uh-uh. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> your name's you're already named after a downer. Like you can't. <laughs> Debbie Morales. Or someone who did Dallas. <laughs> your mom's Debbie Morales. My mom is Debbie Morales. She Are you is leaving, babe? Puerto Rican. Okay. And Bye, Irish babe. from Queens. Sorry, I have to get girls ready for tennis. It's okay. Oh. Super mom. Both. It's tennis then You're softball. Good mom. Oh, yeah. playing tennis then softball. That's what she wants to do. It's all about oh, these she's activities. Be fucking wasted. She's a beast. Kid, you can only pick one. Uh, Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Sorry, I interrupted your story. Okay. No, you no, didn't. No, 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 no. Debbie, Mar- your mom's Debbie Morales. Well, she was before she married Steve Weinshank. So then you're part Mexican, part Jewish? Well, my mom's Puerto Rican and oh. Irish. My mom's dad was Puerto Rican. She grew up in Queens over an Irish pub. Which Her is, mom is 100% really? Irish. Which is why we thought it was so funny to make the show about us being sisters, because I'm Puerto Rican and Irish, and so is she, but we're completely different, but so much alike. That's yeah. so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And she like really did grow up a different way. Obviously, we grew up differently, and it's like, that's what we based our show on, like, in the show, like, I have an uncle who takes me out to buy, um, he's like, you know, if you're going to go to L.A., you need what every white girl need- has at parties. It makes her popular. You need some cocoa. And then he takes me out to buy fake cocoa Chanel bags in Miami. And it's like, <laughs> that's that's really what it was. If you wanted to, And then, you know, like, we come to L.A. and Sarah's like this rich bitch. And, uh, you know, her dad pays her to not bitch. So it's like a completely different lifestyle. Have you seen Last Man on Earth? 
Yeah. You know how every time someone new comes into the picture, Tandy tries to prove himself, but he fucks up? Yeah. That's Sarah. Now I'm in the picture and I'm like, looking for a job and she's like well I'm gonna find a job and yeah. she finds a shitty spoiled girl job and so it's how like, many of you guys done you've done th- I think I've seen three well we've done we have a trailer and then we have like three like, sample episodes samples? that are a yeah. sample from one episode those okay. three are a sample from an episode we wrote way in the future just and. to give the tone of what it looks like we've written a pilot we've done a treatment and we wrote eight or nine episodes we have like the series bible and the treatment and, and then we have a pilot and then we have that other stuff that's fucking And we're fantastic. fucking excited about it, Bert. I don't think you understand. I'm drunk now. So I'm <laughs> You are? Yeah, I'm pretty drunk now. All that gator talk. I know. All that gator talk. That's what got me off. I literally the second were, we started talking about Florida, I was like, I'll fucking put these I back. Was like, Dude, this is so I was deep. so passionate about that gator talk, I was but like, like earthquakes, right? <laughs> that's a thing. We are really, really oh, when we started writing half full. It was the first time I'd ever written anything. I know Sarah's done a couple of things, but that we I were abandoned. writing it, and we were like, <laughs> are we crazy, or is it really good? Because we kept reading, and we're like, we think it's funny. Yeah. And we're like, but maybe we're crazy and really unaware, because doing stand-up, you see a lot of people get off stage, they bomb, and they go, man, I just had a great set. And you're My like, God. holy fuck, is that me? That's- and it scares you to yeah, see someone like we're that. we're also like, like, are we both Humans are crazy? unaware sometimes, so it's like scares you to see that. Um, I'm like that right now with my show, Birth Conqueror, because I go... I go. This is the this is the best uh, hosted single camera reality I've ever done in my life. But I I'm having a hard time getting people watching it, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like I like I look at the way the number like all numbers either a show is either successful or a failure based on how many people stick around. Mm-hmm. Like from one to, one episode to the next. If you lose people, you don't, you're always going to lose people. But technically, the great shows keep everyone and. We're not keeping everyone. We're, we always do a, like a, a fucking point zero two drop after every episode. And I like, am I out of my fucking mind? Or I, is this G? Am, am I not a genius? I might, I might not be that good. Yeah. But like, I think it's just about if you genuinely love what you're doing, then that's really kind of all that matters. It's like cliche sounding, but it's like if you're having fun, then the people who get you, they're going to have fun. Yeah. And the people who don't get you, fuck them. Like, yeah. that's all that you can do, right? Yeah. I think I'm making a show for the future. I think that people will watch the show and then go, God, that was a fun show. We should do a show like, do you remember the show Birth Conqueror? And everyone will be like, I liked that. Like, I think that's the way people look at television. Uh, I think yeah. when it's airing, I think sometimes people are like, and by the way, it's not groundbreaking television. I'm riding fucking roller coasters. But at the same point, there are lines in there that I say that are so fucking smart that I go... Did everyone just miss that? Yeah, you're like, oh, you want to you be like, did you hear me? <laughs> well, that's like how I felt about when we were writing this. Okay, because the dad's styrofoam company and the slogan. Uh-huh. And when we were stoned on getting Doug. The, okay. The guys, the dad's, like, one of the funniest things we thought about our show is, like, the fact that he has a styrofoam company he's very proud of. It's ruining the planet, but his favorite thing is the slogan about the company is, these things never go bad. Which he makes, he makes it think, like, oh, you only have to buy a few styrofoam cups because they literally never disintegrate. And that's his, like, But jingle. that's what's killing the planet. So. These things never go <laughs> bad. These things never go bad. So that's like they have a huge warehouse successful, and that's like the slogan that they all. And everyone use. knows it. It's like if Dixie cups were styrofoam. And- uh, dude, first of all, I love styrofoam cups. They're I the love best. styrofoam cups. I'm like, 
I'm a big Styrofoam cup fan. I like Styrofoam. I'm so bad, but I love Styrofoam. I know because I like the way it makes the drink cold. I feel like it insulates it better and you than can like pour a booze normal. in it, and it doesn't disintegrate nope. like the fucking plastic cups that are plastic. It on. makes your hand all wet if you use Solo cups. Oh fuck! Okay, yeah. but like red Solo cup. Also, <laughs> like I didn't even know that those were called Solo cups. I was just blown away. Did you know they're called Solo cups? Yeah, I call them red party cups. Solo cups. Did you yeah. know that the lines in them indicate different things you can fill them up with? No. Like at the the very Some first Florida line shit. at the bottom of the solo cup is how much you should pour for a shot. The second one is how much you should pour for a mixed drink, and the third one is how much you should pour for a beer. Why am I just hearing about to this know thing? how many you drink? That's genius. You might have just blown my mind. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, like also though, have you ever bitten the side off of a styrofoam cup? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. satisfying. I as live fuck. for that. Right? Satisfying as fuck. It's like, what is that? It's That's life. Like an animalistic it's, yeah, it's tendency. As fuck. It's part as life. It's satisfying as fuck. Honestly, like the best part. <laughs> The best part about being friends with Kim Kong and his laugh is amazing. But it wasn't. You didn't mean it to be a joke. You just were like, yeah, it's satisfying it as fuck. And it's you're so, so right. And it makes you feel shitty because then you can see how crooked your teeth are after you bite into it. You're like, oh, my two front teeth are there. I'm not even. Dude, I've chewed around the top yes, where it's that, just my... Yes. 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 Like a termite. Like a porn right now. Oh, <laughs> Anyone got some styrofoam I can chew on? Oh, no. Fucking... <laughs> The best part about Kim Compton oh. is if I ever really like need backup or someone's is her to kick someone's ass, I know that she will. I'll ruin someone. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'll kill you for Sarah. Like if you fuck with me, I'll put I'll stick Kim on you. Oh, I think that's. I could fucking now. I want now. I want to. I want Isla to go get this. I think one of my kids just walked into the back of our house. I don't know what they're doing back there, but I wanted her to get a, a fucking so red solo cup. Oh, I have one right there. I want to see. If, I see oh, let's. Oh, there's fucking three on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, Kim, you better be really telling Yeah, you the think truth. I was dicking you around, Bert? <laughs> you think <laughs> also, I'm a dick around kind of bitch? Also, is that like a gator skull with a that hat looks on like it? A gator. What uh, is so, that? Yeah, that's what is really fascinating. So, is this taxidermy happening? <laughs> so, my. I love this mermaid so man. So, my. Um, oh, he's cute. The guy that greenlit this house. What? What does it mean to green light a house? <laughs> no, the guy, the guy that green lit this man cave. Uh, so this man cave was given to me by DIY Networks. Oh, that's awesome. They built... This is really yeah, it's cool. It's, just... it's much more expensive than I could ever spend on a man cave. Oh, but okay. it's also so cool. I yeah. tried to explain this to the Zulu tribe. I was with the Zulu tribe in... Uh, Wait. In uh, The Zulu tribe. The Zulu tribe before the Zulu nation. I think it's not... I think it's Zulu. It sounds vaguely familiar, no, but it's, honestly... It's, it's like... a tribe full of... Uh, They're the tribe that's trying to bring the girls back. I think. You ever heard of Shaka Zulu? Isn't that Shaka Zulu? I've heard of Shaka Khan. Isn't that an artist? (laughs) No. They're birds in the Zulu tribe, and they're making efforts to bring those girls back from like Harabuku. Were they? I don't know. I feel <laughs> no. like you're, we're just making up facts, and I know nothing. No. Trying to make you sound charitable. No. So the, we were uh, we were shooting an episode guy. of uh, of one of my shows, and we were with the Zulu tribe. A bunch of Zulu warriors are all dressed up in their garb, and I told him, I said, uh, I go this room. We were in one of the well, hut. They were rolling bones. Is a thing they do to, to kind of like a, a, a pre, high priestess will do it and, t- and predict your future. Oh, that's said, some tarot card it's shit. It's really great, except she can see the darkness hanging over you. And if there is darkness, she'll call it out and she'll be like, like, it's fucking, I didn't want to know if there was darkness, so I didn't let her do it to me. So, but the guys, oh, I, I was have in their, hella darkness. Was in their hut and I said to them, I was like, I was like, hey, this smells like my man cave. And they're like, what's your man cave? I'll see if I have the fucking picture. They go, what's a man cave? And I said, my man cave is, uh, 
It's like it's like this room that DIY Networks built me in my backyard. <laughs> These guys are like totally lost. They're like, well, I'm DIY. I go, let me show you a picture. So I was like, I'll see if I can find it. I don't know if I have the exact picture, but I said, I said, I'll see if I can find you a picture of my man cave. I'm not going to have it. But ultimately, I'm doing this for them. Okay. And I do, but I'm like, I'm like, I got it in here somewhere. And I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not, oh, whoa. <laughs> and these guys had never seen porn before. What? And and I fucking, and the one I had was of a porn star named Bonnie Rotten. And her fucking, I think it was oh. her fucking a black dude. And they were like, I feel what like- is that? And I was like. I was like, that is, that's a man, the American dream. I feel like, like I knew Bonnie Rotten from Red Band. No, no, you, you probably do, but she was also on Getting Dug With High. Oh. It's the only reason I know her. I like, never, I've never. That's like a household name in my head. I don't <laughs> know why. But, okay. But, so I showed these Zulu guys porn, and they were like, fuck your man cave. Tell me about that. And I was like, oh, but some, the only reason I have porn on my pictures is because if I am happen, if I am looking at porn on my phone and someone texts me, I scream grab it immediately and then read, and I, text it back to them like whatever uh-huh. like, hey what you doing and then that's it's, funny yeah, but, it's, but it's, it seems really inappropriate now but uh, <laughs> but so uh, it's one of those things you say out loud and you're like oh I do so do the, that the story yeah <laughs> I, I mean like someone, I get it said to me uh, we were doing a thing and I said I, 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 I can't even explain it just, fuck it I mean anyway. honestly I'm really proud of this fanny pack that you built oh yeah oh that's badass you're but, just so these gators so the guy that greenlit the man cave, the guy that said, you know what, let's give one to Bert. This guy's mm-hmm. name was Andy. Uh, fuck, why can't I not remember his last name right now? Um, Andy, uh, I'm picturing him in my head. He was my boss at Travel Channel for like fucking two years. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, you cared and a lot Andy, about him. Andy Singer. So Andy Singer greenlit the man cave, and he goes, but you know, I went to Florida. And I was like, okay. And he goes, if I give you a man cave, we're putting gator shit all over it. Uh, and so they have yes. those three gator heads that's at the front I of my thought. fucking man cave. That's why I knew this man cave was like, I was like, it feels sturdy. It feels like someone with brains built it. Like, <laughs> it does. Like, you know, at first I was worried because I know you went to Florida State. And so I was like, this those could be a shaky. Of when she was younger. <laughs> well, like, I have a question. Shoot. Is it? Is it? I feel like it's really important, like as as a dude, especially doing something like creative, to have like your own space. Do you love your man cave? Basically, I do. do. I'd rather an office. I wouldn't rather an office if you gave me one or the other. I always pick this. But the only problem I have with this space is obviously we've seen is that it's my family's space also. So they just kind of roll in whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And so like you got to get some padlocks. Well, and there's big glass doors which I want. I want glass doors, but. You'll be working on like a script or working on a treatment or working on anything. And they'll just literally walk right in the man cave and go, hey, uh, real quick, the car keys. And you're like, I'm fucking working. Like yeah. you would never do that to anyone else. Yeah. And so I'd love an office. Uh, Away. But, but I don't think I'm going to do it. It's just too much money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is pretty fucking great. It's it's pretty. My, it's my manager was, kinda, was like, hey, she used to live up in uh, up in uh Thousand Oaks or way way up top. Tio. And or Agora. wherever what, Valencia. This is she, like this is magic, Bert. This is like can you <laughs> can I rent him out? Yeah. <laughs> I li- this is better than the living room I live in. Uh I wish I could. I wish that would be I, I actually thought about with because we're redoing our house in the next couple of weeks. And so what I thought about doing, because this so this is like all old man shit, it's gonna bore the fuck out of you. But this is zoned multi family use. Okay. So what I was thinking about doing was building a wall 
right here, right where the man cave ends, keeping this tree, this little yard, this little area right here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but a wall right all the way over to the chicken coop, and then opening up this to the back alley and having an entrance for the back alley, and then building a duplex on that property up front where the house is now, building a duplex, and just having a duplex and renting that out, yeah. and then having that as an income property, yes. and then keeping this as an office It's space all about that me. Airbnb money. I'm telling you. I have a friend. He has this really nice house in the Hollywood Hills. It's two bedrooms. He makes his rent for the month in like three days. Oh, our it's friends? Insane. The little uh, Asian children you've seen running around back here, mm-hmm. they're moving to London. They just rented their house out for like twice what their mortgage is. Wow. And so you start looking at that. Like we could rent our house out. Our mortgage is fucking nothing. Like had you had the down payment for this, you could easily afford this house. Our wow. mortgage is I guarantee you probably lower than your rents. Wow. But that's my wife. That's the way my wife works is that save a bunch of money, get yourself into a place, and then no one can take it away from you. It's mm-hmm. a Bill Burr mentality. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that's old school comics. Mm-hmm. Like we, we all started like, dude, fucking don't take it from me. I'm fucking paying everything for cash. Mm-hmm. That's like my dad's like that. Like, yeah. They've good. lived I think in that's the same a good way house to be. Yeah. since I was born. They lived in the same That's house. a good way to be, dude. My family's poor as fuck and they just keep buying shit. There's like a, the, 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 I've noticed that like rich people don't buy a lot of shit. Like they don't yeah. buy a lot of big shit. Like and it's always the poor families that have new boats, new oh. houses, new apartments, new addition to the bedroom. It's like, like you notice rich people are rich for a reason. Well, you you wonder where do you want to spend your money? Do you want to go? I mean, like and then this is the way we look at it. Like our summers are pretty packed. We go to Alabama for two weeks, dude. I want to be your to, kid so bad. We go to J- Florida. We go to Clearwater for two weeks. And then we go to usually go to Maui for a week, but that's only because I'm like on Maui. the road all the time. So that and then and then I'm home as much as possible. But then you go. So that's you wanna, important. Those where, family yeah, vacations. Where do you want to spend your money? Do I? And there's a very valid question. Do you want a really nice car? Because because if you're if you're in LA working a lot and you don't go on vacation or you don't want to spend your money that way, then that is a valid place to spend your money. Is a really nice car, or do you want a really nice apartment? Like I remember when I moved out here, Dane Cook had a place that was like it was in La Fontaine, I think, right on Sunset and or not Sunset, but like Fountain and uh, yeah, yeah. And I know it. Was, it. Yeah, it's a badass area. fucking place, but his rent was like. Thirty-five hundred bucks or something. Five hundred for himself. Is it like? It doesn't Crazy. look like a castle kind it's of. A, it's the Kennedys used to own it. I feel like yeah. It, it used to be the, the Kennedys' place when they came out to LA. That's where they, there was a gymnasium it's in there. Like the first place Earl Skakel ever jacked off in. Really? He's a Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> you know someone told me that the other day. Yeah, he's and Kennedy. I didn't realize that. He's a fuck. He's so loaded. Are you serious? He's so rich. He drinks Mountain Dew. It does. Are you he's serious? The best. I feel, yeah, I feel like he's very rich. So someone else just said to me he he's was a so Kennedy, f- and I, uh, you know, not that that would never change my opinion of him. But it's a I head think, fuck. I think that, I think, I, look, I think he's one of the funniest motherfuckers. He is amazing. He makes me laugh so fucking hard. Have you seen how he's been killing it at the roast battle? I said to him last time I was at a roast battle, I was fucking obliterated. And I said, <laughs> and I said something like, I'm laughing and I go, Earl, you are so fucking funny. He goes, we don't use our real names here, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. He's, he's so quick. fucking so good. And he's just like... I hope that you guys were at the taping of that roast battle. How was it? I wasn't because was I get very, anxiety very at the roast battles. It's more of Kim's thing. It Why, was what, very what fun. Um, I, just, I don't know. They're just not for me. But I did have a rap battle, period. Earl fucking destroyed. I watched on Periscope. It's like they introduce... And I love Jesse Joyce. Big fan. Mm. You know, but like he made Jesse Joyce look like an open micer. 
Really? And I'm sorry to say that, but Jesse it Joyce, was... And for the record, we will all say this. Jesse Joyce is not an open micer. No, he's a very dude, talented he's a comedian. fucking monster. But that is how funny Earl Skakel is. But, yes. But also, Jesse Joyce is a monster. He writes yeah. for the roast on Comedy what's Central. His, what's his joke about... about what was his joke about, uh, <laughs> about Tony? Hinchcliffe, you look like uh, one of the Olsen twins fucked Skeletor. Ah, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh. Tony always looked like a ventriloquist doll to me. He's uh, he's very like dummy, like little. Tony's an interesting guy. We did a podcast with this well before anyone was aware of how funny or interesting Tony was. And I was like, I was like, I wonder what to talk about. And then we sat down, and he was just like, I, he re- I really kind of feel for just how interesting he is. Like just how like he was like. You know, there was Tony, a period where I got into a whiskey and steaks and fine dining. I was living in Ohio. He's a fucking character. Tony he loves fine dining. Fucking crazy. <laughs> he is like, I've never met someone so like he is one of those people that makes you believe in man- manifesting your own dreams. I've never heard someone go, "I'm going to be on this." I'm going to be on this. Really? And, and he, he, and he just, sometimes he doesn't get them, but he keeps, you know how some people it's, go, you know how like the first the six commercial callbacks you get, you go, I got a callback for this commercial. I got this. And then you don't get it. And eventually you go, oh, I need to stop telling people until I book it. Cause it's embarrassing. He doesn't give a fuck. No. He'll go, I'm going to get this and I'm going to book it well. And then you never hear about it again, but he keeps doing it. And do, I've never seen someone believe in themselves so I, much. I, I had a conversation with him. I, I, I hope no one takes this as me talking shit about Tony, but I had a conversation with Tony about the road, and halfway through it, I wanted to say, I wonder if he knows I do the road. I know he knows I do the road, but I was like, the way he sees the road is totally different than me. I'm looking at it from such a fucking, like, like well, you know, you get into the clubs, they book you out, you can make, you know, you keep working them, they raise your race, they raise your race, and Tony's just like, fuck them all, Bert. Again, I'm fucking doing my own thing. Like, and I just was like, is there a bug? Well, I've never seen you lose it so hard over a bike. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but it, like, I literally sat and talked to him and was like, was like, God damn it, man! Like, he really has. I don't know if it's like, it's just this like strong ass confidence of like, of right. like, of like, no, 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 I'm worth it. But you know, like, I, I'm, all, I'm so scared. Okay. It's fantastic. I wish I had it. Same. I'm so scared of fucking of sounding arrogant or Same. sounding. I'm afraid of like I'm like okay so here's I'm okay what Kim, we do Kim okay so when I'm alone with Kim and we're writing I didn't know last week she was Snapchatting me and I was like Kim maybe we're like creatively advanced she, okay first of all she didn't say maybe she goes we are so creatively advanced <laughs> I, it was just the two of us in yeah. like the privacy of her apartment yeah and I didn't realize she was Snapchatting me and then I go <gasps> and then I realized that she was Snapchatting me I'm like don't show me and I was like who cares we are yeah. I was well, like it's, who what's, cares like, what's the fucking deal with humbleness like, you're not allowed th- to be happy about yourself anymore there's this <sighs> thing where like you can't be like oh if I w- if I was in front of anyone at the comedy store and I looked in the mirror and go oh I look really pretty today they'd be like oh you vain fuck but i'm like i don't think that every day yeah but the fact that i said it out loud today people are like people don't want you to be happy with yourself they like yeah. it makes them nervous when you're overly confident but it's like also like if you're really well, happy with same, yourself no, do you need we, to say it but it's the same thing we said about each other or like i say each other i felt like we're all fucking schoolgirls right now but the same are. thing we said about like like those people that come off stage and are so confident and like and see, so we talk about Tony. Tony's not that guy. He's not like, dude, best guy at the store. He's got a humility to his act. He is very funny. He is very talented. But like, I don't ever get off stage and go, I just destroyed that. Never, fucking never. But if I if I murder it, 
then it is because I did shit I know works, and that is I'm not proud of that. Right. It's like you feel cheap almost because you're like, it's already worked out, yeah. and I no know. No wonder I fucking murdered when I ha- it. I just did a bunch of shit I know works. Thank God I murdered when it. When I have a great set and I get off stage and people go, how'd you do? And I go, I did good. I'll say I did good. It's never, if even in my head I go, that was a great set. As soon as I get stage, I was like, could have been better. Always could have been better. And then when I have a bad set and people like, and even if it wasn't horrible, if I had just like a decent set, they're like, how'd you do? I'm like, I bombed. Yeah. It's either I did good or I bombed and there's no other thing I say about well, my like, comedy ever. I never get off stage and go, I just killed. Do you I, know I, the I, fe- I'll get off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you know the feeling when like, I remember like being really new in a comedy and you know you bombed and like yeah. you see like a peer and they know you bombed Ooh. and then they just look at you and they're like, hey, even though you just got off stage and you're like, yeah, I be- should I say that I bombed because they know it's like the <laughs> elephant in the room. Like I just bombed and then it's like, a, they usually give you a good pat on the shoulder. I did. I had a meltdown yeah. on stage within bag next to me and Whitney Cummings watched it. And I got off stage and I walked past her. And this is well before anyone knew who Whitney Cummings was. And she just looked at me like, like that was fucking, you'll, you'll never forget about tonight. And, <laughs> and I just was like, I was like, oh, you're fucking right about that. I will never forget about tonight. I've thought about that night in my head. I'm like, I have one of those. Uh, probably not this bad. It was the first show I ever did. My mom put it together in Florida. I was coming home. Uh, like, oh, my friend Jesus owns this huge bar. My mom She's like, a it show? might be worse than mine. <laughs> dude, dude, my mom's like, you're coming. Let me tell you, my mom is the most supportive person I could have in comedy. And she's yeah. like, she fun. believes in me like oh. more than I believe in myself. Fuck. And I fucking believe in myself. And she is like, you're going to be a she star. She believes in herself. She thinks, that, <laughs> she thinks that nobody in the world is funnier than me. She thinks that I am like the Richard Pryor of comedy. Yeah. And she, and then she, so she put together this show, <laughs> invited, she got over 300 people to come. They were all the people I grew up with, all my teachers, all my, my mom uncles, would never do my that. grandpa, so, my like, family, luck, all the friends I grew up with, all my ex boyfriends. And I did 25 minutes of straight bombing. And then I had to spend two more weeks with those people. Oh, yours, Pete's mine. That's a crowd you have to stay with. That's a bomb you have to live with. I mean, there's nothing like worse than I see you like that is like. Oh. I mean, like that. I agree. Like when I first start comedy, I would do bringer shows, and then this bringer promoter's like, "Hey, you want a headline? Just bring out like fifty of your closest friends." And I grew up here, so I had like fifty friends, mm-hmm. family, relatives. Like it's like, and they'd all come watch. Like, I don't have fucking forty five minutes. I've been doing stand up for a year and a half. Like yeah. I can't headline. Let me just bomb on stage doing weird characters with all your out. friends. Yes. Uh, and like, meanwhile, the bringer hurts. promoter in the back is getting cash, and it's like. Job, sweetie. Like, and, and then I'm just, putting it in your head that you killed. Yeah, I mean, like, it's really interesting when you first start stand up. Just your mindset and like how how do you know how do you know I felt the journey? I felt so bad, dude. My mom was so excited, and she worked for months to put the show That's together. Cute, though, My and like the other guests, they did great. But like, you know, I can't just come on stage and talk about sucking dick in front of my grandpa and have him like, like every <laughs> time you do that it does work. You can't break exactly. up. Exactly. Like you the things, none of your ev- go tos. I would go. Are, gonna, are available. I would start with like, so I fucked this guy last week, and then my br- grandpa out of the crowd who was a drunk. He would, all of a sudden, you hear him go, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and he'd censor my comedy in the middle of my set. He was heckling. Well, so what did your mom say afterward? 
everyone like it was like it hurt extra bad at, more than it. during the set because afterwards everyone did one of these. That's like what a everyone pat did on the shoulder and that like Ooh. that smile where they purse their lips, that racist smile, like what racist white guys give to black dudes when they're walking by that like. You know that smile? Like, I don't have to smile, oh. but I'm going to give you the smile. You're That's like, they're tough. like, you know, they feel bad for you. It's like a tragedy. That was the first time I did hardcore drugs in Florida. What really? Ki- what yeah, kind? I did Coke that Ugh. night because I was like, like I want to do something. Like, I need to get so fucked up that I, like, after that set, I was like, she's like awake, paranoid. Like, and I did the worst kind of drug you could do after hurting. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> okay. I'm obsessing about it now. I'm ready to list. So this is worse than when I bombed before. Now I'm on coke and I bombed. I mean, like, uh, it was not. Oh. <laughs> I hate. I can't even look at those people. Anymore. I, I don't even call it. them my family. After I that get set. it. My mom is just. My parents. Is your parents like, supportive? Like, they're supportive, but they're also Steve they and Debbie. Steve and Debbie don't want to get their hopes up. Uh, so even like. <laughs> Alright, great for you, sweetie. So, um, are you gonna because I have a part-time job, they're like, Are you still gonna you gonna go to work tomorrow? Yeah. Good for you, sweetie. For you. And they'd be like, Well, I'm crossing my fingers and my toes. Just let me know. No pressure. Like, because there's been so many times I remember like just from like I did a fucking dramatic indie film. When I was 22, in which I played a heroin addict, it was a low-budget feature. I was a lead. They actually gave her heroin. No, no they gave <laughs> me like a fake me track video of mark. This, I'd love this. I was because like, what that is? I, I know what this is. It's allowing someone who has no technical experience in the art of acting to really obsess and decide. I'm going yeah. deep. Yes, I'm going hardcore so, like, in this. <laughs> She put herself in a role mess. No, no, is, no. But is, really, her parents, like, Deb and no. Steve, would walk in the living room. And she'd be in her valley no. house, like, I don't know, I'm fucked up. You have no idea. Like, I fucking was on backstage.com. I go into this audition in this fucking whack job's house who has, like, what, maybe 10 grand to make a feature? I go in there. He's like, Congratulations, you booked the lead. It's three weeks unpaid. And I am like, practicing my lines i am like watching inside the actor's studio this is my life she's like, like really hang out with meth head yeah, like getting in the character she's like get yes. for three weeks it's like yeah. oh. and i was like dramatic acting before i decided to do stand-up like mm-hmm. i was just like well i want to perform it. this yeah. is it like this is my opportunity we're gonna go to fucking sundance oh. and then day one like the whole crew's fighting like i have no clue what the fuck i'm doing i'm like i don't know any of these like techniques meisner Strasberg. like i don't fucking know yeah like i have no clue i got oh. pulled over with a fake track mark <gasps> and i'm like dark heroin uh, fake i'm an actor I'm i wonder how many heroin addicts have used like that my, my name is meredith i'm beautiful and broken i'm the lead <laughs> like just so fucking <laughs> bad like you can't conquer a million themes and you picked up a, a hitchhiker you get pulled over <laughs> and you're like you're like no you're never gonna believe this i'm an actor <laughs> and i was like i just remember getting pulled over and being so scared and i'm like hiding my track i'm like yeah i just got off set <laughs> it's like it wasn't a real set it's that's the one thing that that should be a that should be a tv show is it's almost like giving them enough 
enough rope to hang themselves with because as a young as a young person getting you're into this so business, desperate. You're, you're thirsty. You don't you're, and, know. And you're like, I got to take big chances. Like, I can't just half-ass this. Like, I can't go in all fucking locked up. I need to fucking let myself I out. I need to pursue and, my do art. Do you know how many times I've been like, I've thought I've had a show that was something else than it was and I've been like, I'm preparing my best material for this and I brought it on a fucking murdered and then no one ever talked about it again. And I was like, oh, I well, thought this was going to be like, it. I think it's just like, the best part about doing comedy is like when you're present in the comedy because you're not worrying about the the, the afterwards. Yeah. Well, the best part about doing comedy is like I, I'm not even there yet, but like it would it would be nice to get to like 25 years in and be and be and be dialed in. Like right now, I think I'm still I'm still in the in the zone of like how many years are you in? Seventeen. Seventeen. See, in. like when you say that, I'm, I'm like, fuck, man. How many it's, years are you guys oh, in? I'm, I'm six. A, I'm going to hit three in July. You guys have such a fucking road ahead of you. But it's, you know what? But I Bert, like that You know about what it. the thing is that when I think about that, it's like, okay, how long ago did you have kids? What, your first kid? 12 years ago. 12 years ago. How Almost old were you? Literally. How old were you? I was 31. 31. Okay. So that's around the age I plan, like, for me, before stand-up, okay, before stand-up, like, I, before I found stand-up, I couldn't find what I wanted, what my dream was. I, I've always known I've wanted to be a mother, and there's, like, <laughs> literally no doubts. Like, I need to have children because, like, that's what really, I want. Really, I'm I, having the doubts. Oh, really? Like, I, <laughs> when people say that, it's so, it's so far out of my realm to not have kids that I'm, like, can't even imagine not having kids, you know? Like, I'm not the I was that way. I was that way. And then as a woman and a comedian, like... We age in dog years. Like I'm 25 now, Excuse but I'm me, like don't 7, bring this negativity up into I'm the like man. Seven, you know, I'm like seven thousand in Hollywood years. I'm 25, no, but no, I, no, 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 listen, no, no, no. It's a different. It's Bert, a different. It's a different my reality. My agent just sent me a submission for an audition. It said, "No old ladies, please. 23 and under." Literally, that's what it said. I'm well, old listen, in but Hollywood. like you're gonna dream past commercials, bitch. Like let's go, right? You're not gonna be like a Wilson well, tennis no, that's, racket. That's why. That's why model. you guys. What you guys are doing is right. Is making your own content. Yeah, making your own content. Just keep doing that and keep doing it in, in, in such, in such, you know, like almost b- b- sellable big stroke format of like we got this idea and then do that it's idea fun. and then go and then go. You know what? We got another idea. What's what? The, here, the, here's the thing. That will will probably happen to you guys is that people will watch this one that you guys got out now. You'll go, hey, I have an idea. Let's shoot a – oh, hold on one second. Oh, I just remembered a joke. Give me a sec. Sorry. Um, <laughs> fuck. Just remind me, black guy machete. At black the end of this. guy machete. And so, or someone tweet that it's to like me. like a haiku. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, – so, so. – so, uh, but you guys will, and then you guys will make a, like another short or mo- another something and you'll make a couple more things. And then all of a sudden one of you will book some, some showcase somewhere and, and then they'll go, what do you want to do? And you go, well, I have all these things. Me and my friends, me and my friend, Sarah, me and my friend, Kimberly do. And then people will watch that and then they'll go like, oh, that's really cool. Like what, o- what other ideas? Like that's the other thing is that people always want to be a part of an idea that you create. Like even, you know. We have a bunch, and like, and they, they like they go. What other ideas do you have? <laughs> and they want to be able to incorporate 
their ideas into yours and you'll go they want to dream with you they want to dream with you and they want to be a part of the production or the creation and so it may not be this project you're working on it may be the next one you work on the one after that where someone says hey what else do you have and then you'll go we have these 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 and it'll be the one that you don't even fucking think about Mm -hmm. and then they'll they'll go and and then they can take it to their boss and go Hey, these two have done all this. Take a look at it. Now, if we pair them with this guy that we're looking at as a DP, right, right, and imagine we bring in him, the director, we could really create something really we cool. Can do this we vision. bring in Jesse Joyce as a writer, and and think how badass this would be. That's, we get a I mean, Kennedy too. Yeah, Earl Skagel. <laughs> we get Earl, Earl Skagel starring. You know how funny he was in Rose Battle. Earl Skagel. Can't believe that shooting happened in Rose Battle, but you know whatever. <laughs> but like Kid whatever. Was on stage during that. Yeah, show. I want to make sure everyone knows that I think Jesse Joyce is fucking hilarious. But I want everyone to know that that's how funny Earl oh, was oh, yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah. Everyone, no, everyone. I don't think there's anyone. This podcast is not a place where people hear drama that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely talk shit about people and no one ever repeats it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really interesting. It's like, oh, someone tweets at Jesse Joyce. Kim said you're lower than Earl. <laughs> it's, it's like, like really ooh, interesting. Now, now that you said that, they'll find <laughs> <Yeah, don't>. that. <laughs> it's really interesting because, like, I remember when we. Kim and I used to go on this fucking Red Bands podcast and we'd get wasted, right? Mm-hmm. And we would say crazy, the craziest shit. It would be oh. like three hours deep. I'd be like, yeah, anal sex, here's my take on this. And like, and they don't forget. No, no. I feel like they fucking don't care. But if you make it like a big thing, mm-hmm. then people care. Nobody yeah, that's cares. True. It's like, People can love I? When they sense that you, it's bothering you. Can I ask if this happens to you? Me and Sarah have had this happen. So we started Is writing this- Half Full like a year and a half ago, right? We started working on it like a yeah, year Yeah, but like, like our beginning ideas, let's just let those lay But in that's the how it works. You have beginning ideas and then it creates something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we started doing it half a year ago and we would, like, there had been so many times that we would say something or have an idea and then like two months later it would be on TV. Like, and it would, I'd never seen it on TV before in my life. We had a very, very unique cactus joke, and we were so excited about it. Oh, that cactus Two months later, it was on love. Like, we would say things. We always joke around. We'd go, I would go, we're literal geniuses. And I would always shake her when writing. Broad City comes up. There's an episode where she goes, I just think we're literal geniuses. It's like, oh, the do not disturb thing. Yeah, the do not. Sarah keeps our. We fight all the time. She keeps our phone on do not disturb. Because I'm drives crazy, me crazy. And I yeah. have like, to we're set working boundaries. together. You need to answer your phone. And then another episode of a show came out. And she's like, sorry, dude. I always keep my phone on do not disturb. And it's like yeah. everything we would well, say consistently I would think, come on TV. But I think that you're also living in a, in a parallel universe creativity zone. Where it's like where everyone's looking for the things that are common threads with each other, and there are a lot of things that you probably like. And I don't know about the literal geniuses, but it's probably a, an amalgamation <laughs> of of different ideas or things that inspired you that inspired a lot of people in this. The idea that it's Broad City and we're you girls are so people. people. I have to yeah, pee. Yeah. Go pee. I hate I to be a pee bummer. Too. No, go pee. There's a. I've had to pee for at least an hour. Me too. I feel okay. like okay. Should um, we wrap up? I mean, I'm gonna pee. Can you hold it? Uh, yeah, I can hold my pee. Sorry, I gotta go. pee on birds. So the secret potty, the secret potty is, potty. it's the secret potty. Okay. Go in the back door by where the milk. There's a milk entrance. You sound that, like you live on an actual farm. I don't know where they brought. I don't know how they brought you through, but it's your first door to left by the washer and dryers. Okay. If you're a man, you can't pee in there, but if you're a woman, you can. That's why they call it the secret potty. Ooh, I like that. Gotta catch you. Powerful. Well, Thank okay. you. Thank you. And then, uh, and I think, I mean, we should probably not drink more. What time is it? Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
Very. I mean, so, I guess I'm going to Urban Outfitters after this. Yeah, usually that's like the mailbox or like UPS, not Urban oh, yeah. Outfitters. That's <laughs> the errands in the valley. She's like, we're going to Urban Outfitters. I'm oh. like, that's your errand? Oh, because she's over on this side of the hill? <laughs> she's like, I got errands to do. There's a fucking great sports authority out here. <laughs> she didn't want to drink unless I ran errands with her. That was like the deal I had to make. She's like, oh, I'm not drinking unless we run errands together. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Um, what were we saying right before this, before she had to go to the bathroom? Um, people doing things oh, that you oh, talk oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a young comic... Um, I would come up with bits constantly that like the next day would be on South Park. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, like I had a joke, my buddy Tony, uh, who's one of my best friends growing up who lived with me and was like there for the majority of my first few years of doing stand up. Like I, I, I had like a crocodile hunter joke mm-hmm. and literally it was on South Park the next day. Yeah. And I was like, and he was like, you know, that was on, did you see that on South Park? And you're like, no, I'm not a thief. Like there were jokes that Jim Norton would tell the next, f- I'd write it. And I, it's almost I like get, sometimes you can't say it out loud because then well, it's, also, it's like it's a wavelength. You being a part up. of the collective unconscious and and not knowing your own voice yet. And like I mean, I'm doing that with my hour right now. I've taped it. I've shot it. I've shot it. I've taped it. I've edited it. We're, we've sent it to the network. And then in my head, you know, and I just say this out loud. But like, there are parts where I go, I pray to God, like. I can't watch other people's hours because I'm afraid that they'll bring up one of my jokes and I'll go, now I'm going to look like a thief. Mm-hmm. Like it's, but that's part of, you know, it's part of like, we all listen to the same podcast. Yeah, and you, that's true. Where else am I getting my ideas from? And I'm not saying I'm listening to podcasts, writing down shit, but like that shit seeps in. You listen to a three hour podcast, drunk on a plane, you pass out. All of a sudden, you're on stage freeforming. Who knows? You I know, mean, I'm just saying. My mom, growing up, would always she always really believed in that saying, like, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. And in college, I hung out with a hoe, and I was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then now in comedy, I hang out with really good comedians and really great writers, and I'm hoping that that's still true. <laughs> you know? It's like... I hope that's right. Because I, think it, I think it is. I mean, it's kind of like you see, kind of like what's around you, and it's really, it's really true. I think that like it's who you are. You are who you surround yourself with, and it's like because yeah. like I think that all of my friends are like my very close friends are all a very good representation of who I am. Like I, the people that I find close friends, I wouldn't be ashamed to bring around. And they're all people that like we we all have differences in opinions, but like they're not people. There's someone that like they're kind of like me, you know. Yeah. And so that's kind of I think when you get into comedy and you start throwing out ideas, these people are also in the same mindset. You like comedians, we're in a whole different mindset. Uh, there is a beach accident and someone drowns. It's very sad, very sad. But a comedian is thinking about it in a different way. You're looking at the lifeguards and going, oh, they're all clones. How can I make a clone joke about comedian? You know, it's yeah. like we're in a different place. So it's like I think that's we're all kind of in the same wavelength. And that probably has something to do with it. Where, oh, the second. Well, the second. The Orlando shooting happened. I mean, I think all of us started going like, that's really sad. How do I here you go to the bathroom now. How do I make it funny? How like well or what's my take or what's my insight or what's my opinion? What's my view? I'm gonna be asked to talk about this soon. How do I talk about it? Exactly. Exactly. Um, vocal fry. The uh <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you something about vocal so wait, fry. So when you did getting dug with eye, who did yeah. you do it with? the first time I did it, I did it with Tony. Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, okay, yeah. I did it with Tony, and then the second time I did it, I did it with Kim and Esther Koo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God. And it was just like, I mean, this is the thing, man. It's like the thing I'm is, a Doug is really good. Doug, Doug, and Doug's fans are really good 
to the people he his friends who he shares with everyone. No one's horrible. You do get horrible statements, but it it always could be worse. But I can imagine you, Kim, and Esther Koo. It's a wild gang. Fuck, that must have been fucking chaos. It was chaos because like. I don't know. I think, like, it was cool to be on with Kim because I feel comfortable with her. Like, because yeah. we, like, basically have had to be, like, we've just become friends, especially from Kel Tony. Like, we've, like, leaned on each other a lot. And it's been really cool, actually, to have. Because, like, in stand-up, when I first started stand-up, it's, like, a very independent thing. Like, it's not, like, improv where you're all doing vocal exercises outside and, like, yes-anding each it's other. It's just you. It's just you. So, for us, like... Um, just to be like starting comedy and then have to like have a new minute every week and then figure out how to do that. And then a panel of like bigger comics judging you like the pressure in our heads for this minute really mattered. Like it was very intense because it's, it's a forever thing. People can always go back and listen to you bomb. And it doesn't matter because it's just a minute, but it does matter. It doesn't matter, but it does. It does matter. I know I can see how that. Yeah. For us just beginning it really mattered so like we've always kind of had to like lean on each other in that way and like we're completely different humans and like completely different styles but like it's been really great to have that because i think it's important to have friendships with other comics you know oh it's it's the the thing my my uh my best friends in this business and i and i say like i have a lot of really great friends but like the the there's a few people that when shit goes down, I actually call and I go, hey, I need to talk. Like and there's I, nothing better than those people. Oh, it's the best. And you don't have to start with them. But like the guys you do start with, and I'm trying to think, I don't think there's anyone I started with that I'm still like tight that way with. The guy I started with was Dimitri Martin and we're not, I mean, we don't really speak, but not in a bad way. That's we just, so we random. Just grew very, we grew very apart. He's very alt. I mean, like technically considered he's very, alt. You know, he's very, he's very, Dimitri is... And uh, I don't know, wish I knew the, the, the terminology. terminology for the way his brain works, but his brain is very much like, hey, get up early, do your work, work really hard. Those people take a break, work. blow my mind. I'm more of the guy who was like, hey, man, it's my I didn't process. get in this to work. I got in this to fucking have a good time. Isn't and, that why everyone got into it? I thought. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I was like, the work will come to me because I love it. Like, it's not, I'm not, it shouldn't feel like work. I shouldn't feel like I need to get up. Like, if I don't. Like the way comedy works for me is I have a dream about something or or I mishear something or I have a story that and I and I work it on stage and or you have an idea that's just in the midst of your life. It's not like you're writing like, it necessarily, yeah. but it, it like it's you processing the stimuli around you maybe. Yeah. yeah. And it, and so but Dimitri was very much like a very uh A brain. I guess that is it A brain or A uh, type A type A personality where he was like, dude, I wake up, I, I write down ten video game ideas or ten uh board game ideas, I write down ten whatchamacallits, I do this. I'm like the kind of guy that goes, All right, I like my wife did it this morning. She's like, Let's write a list and I go, Okay. So then we come in, we write a list, all this shit I need to do and then I kinda go through that list, I go, Fuck, I didn't do that, fuck I didn't do that and then and then, I, and then all of a sudden, I'll just be on the treadmill walking. I like I like to walk at like a four, and then write that. Four a.m. No, at a four, I do like writing. Yeah, 
I, yeah, as a matter of fact, you like that, to walk at 4 a.m.? I did that today. I did that the other day. Yeah. See, if I have a panic attack. Keeps, Steve keeps telling me, wake up at 4 and you work out. And I'm like, listen. I, I wake <laughs> You're up. You're like, with I'm a, up at 4 still drinking. I yeah. wake up. I woke up. I went to bed. We went. There was a party at the improv last night that we went to. And uh, and I and I, I, I drank. I went, passed out. I woke up with a panic attack at 3.15. I said, okay, if, I was, if I'm up at 4.15, I'm going to What get, are you worried about at that time? Uh, I had a dream that uh, Jamaicans... This was also part of the joke I wrote. I just came up with. <laughs> this that is already the best. <laughs> Jamaicans yes. were, uh, kidnapped me. Uh, Very Jamaican. I was, trying to get, I was trying to get the airport. I got into a taxi. He got into an accident right when he pulled into the airport. But I was like, oh, I feel bad. I, I'm the one that held him down. I got in the cab. He started driving off in the back streets. And I, and I just... I... I I'm sure the dream speaks more to my confrontational side. I have a big problem with confrontation. So You don't um, like confrontation? I do not like confrontation. You either fucking hate it. Like to a flaw. Same. And, and if you can if you can I'm fix that about pleaser. yourself. Uh, fix it. I fucking hate that I'm forty three and I well, this still bitch don't like loves confrontation. Con- loves Dude, a confrontation. I wish I didn't like confrontation. I, I that's hate how it. I grew up that was always fighting and like you didn't get anything solved unless you raised your voice. Oh fuck. I'm so the the guy I had this heart um, safe and uh, the guys safe it was a heart like a, a steel heart safe that was rounded with numbers and he they pulled it out and they're like what is this and by the way the whole time I, I had uh, my watch on and I was very conscious in the thing of hiding my watch I didn't want them to see that I had a nice watch on and they said what's your combination and I was like well maybe if I just tell it to them they won't rob me. Just give me and flashbacks. I, and I go, there's nothing in there important. He goes, no, I just want to see inside. It's a beautiful safe. I told him, and then he opened it, and then they put a gun to my head. And I was like, oh, man, I thought we were hanging out. And, the, and they were laughing <laughs> at me. They were laughing at me. But it was it was the kind of assault where you you got – It's it, it happens so often in our business where they smile to you and like, like kind of like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And then you end up walking down the alley, and they're like, you fucking stupid asshole. Yeah. And then it's yeah. your fault for not being a dick. Like, yeah. And so I, 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 it's, I it's like one of those things where the world's trying to make you a worse person. And I just I just thought to myself, I was like, this is not fucking cool. And I woke up, and I'm sure it connected with whatever the fuck I'm going through or have been going through about confrontation and fucking feeling like I need to stand up for myself. So I got up. I said I'd give myself an hour. I played some video games on my phone in bed i read some emails i gave some notes back and then i was like it's 4 15 fuck it i'm gonna get up i got a coffee got on the treadmill and then i was like and then i was in a little bit of a hate spiral and then everyone woke up at six and i got up got back in bed and then woke up again at 10 therapy at 11 you guys texted and you're like podcast can we move it back and i was like Fuck yes. I was like, uh, could not be better. I have not slept. I have slept, but I haven't worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I had, and I, was, I had work to do. So, it actually worked out Can, perfectly. Okay. So, I think, I don't know. I've read um, Stephen King's book on writing. I think it's really helpful in a random really? way. I was told that it was really good and I read it and it is really helpful. It gives like really good advice. And actually one of the the things that he talks about is how being in a relationship has helped him in terms of like pursuing his creative endeavors. And I feel like how long have you and your wife been together? 15. No, 14 years, 15 years. It's awesome. It's cool. It's it really seems cool. like she's very cool. in tune. With your lifestyle and like how she got on the podcast, she's funny and like she, she gets it. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she really doesn't give a fuck. You like, sometimes you meet someone's wives and you can, 
sometimes you meet some like someone's significant other and you can already feel the tension or you can feel oh, like oh yeah. this person doesn't support That's their so lifestyle i know and she's as so soon cool. as we came in i was like oh she's a like she's literally what they say when people like oh that person's about that life oh yeah. she's about this well, life like, like she is like she gets it she understands you she seems like she gets it yeah she definitely gets it and like, there's from not like, one part of her that doesn't get it. I hope this isn't inappropriate, but like from seeing your house, it like seems like you have a very fun household. Like it's a very, <laughs> like you seem like you have a very like creative, open, like, like full of laughter. The, lawn, the doors are joke. open. There's like sunlight in there, and there's there's so oh. many toys. I walk by. I use the good bathroom. Your wife showed me. Oh, and, and the toilet's broken I by use the way. The and Islet. And she um, and your kids have so many toys in their their room so colorful and there's so many toys and it's like it's like all seems like a giant reflection of you. It's, you know? It is uh Yeah, you're lucky. You have like the the yin and yang. Your family is like the family the comic version of a family. It is uh it is very light. You know when I when I was younger I saw uh, Damon Wayne's talk about his family and I thought, "Oh, I'd love to have that family." Like, it just seemed like he goes, the rule in our house is if it's funny, it, you don't get in trouble. And I was like, I'd love to have a family. The thing is, you can't, as a man, you can't just establish that because, yeah, there's flies from the tree that come in. I apologize. Oh, but, it's okay. Um, She's just a gator. <laughs> you can't, you can't like, as as the man, you can't just instill that and go, hey, come on, it's funny. You got to really have a partner who's like, who's like, who gets it. And fucking Leanne really genuinely gets it. There's very few. I, I I thought this today when you guys showed up. I was like, I was like, I, you guys are both very attractive, and you're also. That's what I thought years. when we were showing up. We're showing up at this guy's house. He's married with children. I was like, oh, I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have worn shorts. And the second I, I like, saw Leanne, Kim she was punk. like, yeah. "Come in, come to the bed. You guys she want something to drink." She loves when women are on the podcast. She loves it because she usually comes in like she did today, and we'll just hang out. She's and awesome. Like, and she, but she, she gets it and then and i don't know you know and also also i mean there's one caveat to this that is that is unmentioned but i think it goes we all kind of understand in our business how it works i'm 100 faithful and i'm 100 madly in love with her and i'm and i and i and she knows that and you know so many dogs in this business who cheat on their wives and you're like well and you're like that would be creepy to go to their house and do a podcast and yeah i know it's really interesting because growing up my really good family friends i don't know if you know i'm harry basil I don't know if you know him. He like grew up know, in the eighties in the Harry comedy Basil. scene. He's a prop comic. He used to open for Rodney Dangerfeld. Okay, he's yeah. like our really good family friend, and he owns a Laugh Factory in Vegas. And so, really? growing up, he was always out of town, and Laura, his wife, would always come over, and she was like our second mom, and like we have Thanksgiving together and all this stuff, and and it was really interesting because you got I got to see like. A woman who got it and yeah. like their marriage just made sense and it was just like this the they were like within this flow that they were supposed to be in and i think when you're in that flow whatever it is for you as a person then like it just works mm-hmm. she's like she, tonight like she'll like but it's not beyond her like and this is the thing i like about her to like whatever time i don't know what time softball starts for her to just walk back and go hey we got softball podcast over and then, but that's a very matter of fact it's not like Shit, like, I don't run this house with my podcast, despite the fact that we make money from it. It has no bearing on it. She's like, no, 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 no. Podcast no, is over. No, this is her house and her children, and like, they're going to softball. And, yeah. yeah. And she'll be like, she'll be definitely is the kind of person that's like, hey, you've had three glasses of wine, hop on the treadmill for about 30 minutes, and then we're going to podcast. <laughs> we're going to that, the though. softball game. But yeah, she's really cool. I, yeah, I don't know. They don't, I, 
I don't think they make women like that anymore. But we're. You guys are like special. But how did you guys meet? We met. She was a screenwriter. She was a very successful screenwriter. And then Where we started dating. I love this. And then we started dating. I really like her. I got and <laughs> I I never talk about. I don't like talking about this because I feel like it cheapens it. We started dating. We dated for like two years. And then we got pregnant before we got engaged. I had already bought the it ring. It cheapen it. It did, but it does in my head. So I, I, like I in that so for a while I lied about it. I never it. said it, but that's the truth. And I only say that for anyone that's going through that. You can totally have a successful relationship. Um, but I bought the ring, moved in, went on the road for twelve days. Found out when I got back she was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then she, we had a choice to make. She worked at a place called. Uh, on Detroit Street, 435 Detroit Street was our old apartment. I talked about that with Dana. Is that in Hollywood? Yeah, in Hollywood. And she managed I the apartment Dana. building, so we had free rent. So we were like, well, what's, what do we do? do so you we, were living like kings. We lived in a two-story fucking 1,500-square-foot loft. That's why they were fucking without condoms. They were yeah. so much oh. fun. And, it was, and it was do it all the time. 1,500 perfect. square feet or you not. Can't, you can't be 1,500 square feet in a place and not f- and fuck with a condom. It was amazing. <laughs> Open air, 40 foot ceiling lofts overlooking wow. the Hollywood Hills. It wow. was great. Yeah, I would have gotten knocked up too. But she was like, she was like, well, what do we do for money? Like, you can do the road and I, what do I do? And, and she's like, either I take this, keep working this job or do I write scripts? Like, cause scripts were like, you'd write a script on spec, or she had a deal at Showtime to write scripts for like punch up scripts. Mm-hmm. And then I just. Did she did, write comedy? She wrote a thriller, comedy. Fascinating. And, and like, and she wrote like, the one thing that got made that kind of like went to cons was like a, um, it was like a, it was like a teeny bopper thing. And so I think it went to either cons or it went to the, uh, teeny the, bopper is also a very Florida thing to say. Yeah, yeah. and so but <laughs> she bopper is just like a lifestyle. In my opinion. It was it was a good script. It was it was a great movie. It was a good movie. But she wrote and and then but it just made more sense for us to do my career because I could make money tomorrow. Like I could make money next weekend. And yeah. so we just kind of put all the eggs in that basket. And there were definitely times where she was like, "This is not pinning out the way I thought it would." I think that's just like part of life. Like sometimes in life you wake up and you're like, this is just not panning out the way I thought it would. I said that the other day. Uh, you know what I said to my wife? This is, I, I find this to be, I can't figure out how to work it on stage, but uh, I said, you know, I'm really freaked out. Like what if I, what if, what if I just do travel channel on the road for the rest of my life? Like what if this is it? What if this is the top of my mountain? What if this is my Google Trends peak is this high? Is that okay with you? That's what I said. I said, is it? Because I'm wondering. And my wife's like, oh, when we got married, I had a really big period of depression. So I realized I'll never have a first kiss again. And I went, oh, my God, I'm not having a first kiss. Like It was so so mind-blowing that I'm here. I am wondering about yachts. And she's thinking my reality is I will never have the excitement to sit in a car and wonder, is he going to kiss me? (sighs) And it made her so human and it made – our relationship it's so really real. beautiful. It was like, and I just went. I know, I'm like I go, what happened? She said, wine drunk. She was like, <laughs> you fed us wine to make us cry. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, that's beautiful because I understand that feeling. Like every time I get in a relationship, I'm like, this could be it. This could, I could have gotten into something not knowing that this is the last time I got into something. And listen, sister, the then you're time. in it. So what's like from a woman's perspective? What's a first kiss 
feel it's like excited. it's gross. You, it's gross. It's gross if you're not expecting it, <laughs> dude. Really, it's not, it's gross if you're not Honestly, expecting it. But if me, with a guy you like, if it's a guy you're into, a first kiss for me, I'm like, for me, I I'm can't like, wait. Do till I look kiss. fat? It, does his tongue feel weird? Is there a lot of not like, me? The texture so of it is that you, normal? Is, is your first kiss more like getting an ap- a new apartment, or is like <laughs> yeah? Because because I like I know that for, I've I, from perspective wise and i i can't figure out this on stage because it's because i am 43 and it does sound weird to come yeah. out of my mouth but like you keep saying you're 43 if, uh, there's a lot of things i'm saying apparently when i say something <laughs> a lot it means that i'm it's worried easy. about something yeah. i'm 43 43 is a good age i've been right? saying i'm friends with tom segura to everyone because i feel like i have to justify it i'm Fucking. friends with, tom with segura and i'm 43 i'm 43 so, uh, i'm friends with tom segura he's my friend okay it's rain man we don't hate each other jesus christ and so, uh, hi Penelope. But she, awesome. Priscilla. Oh, <laughs> like, in the same thing. Like, yeah, don't totally. mix up her name. She will She's literally fucking... sit on your fucking lap. She will come <laughs> in, thought, oblivious to the fact she will that sit on your face. She is heavier than both of you, and just get on you and be like, "I love that." Is she like, what is she? A, a She's the dog from the Sandlot, a bull for sure. Yeah. Like, there's a movie with. Okay, anyways. Back to what there we is. were saying. Turner and Hooch. Yes, because my cousin has a. Bo- my cousins are fucking weird. So you man. were saying that your wife was worried that this was her last first kiss, and she- you were worried about something in such a different world that you're like, holy shit, we all go through this kind and of thing. Human. And in a weird way, for a guy, a first kiss is like a fucking finally, I'll never have to go through that again. But for a woman, Same. a first kiss is like... It's an entrance to a whole new world with this person. Yeah, like, am I going to be penetrated? Is my soul going to be penetrated? And guys, guys, you're on the other side of the fence going like, going like, oh, fuck, does she want to kiss me? Do I, how do I do it? Do I lean in now? Do I lean in now? No, 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 wait, 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 wait. There's going to be a better time. Like, it's, <laughs> there's, it's such a fucking... I feel like girls make it so obvious. When I want to be kissed, I'm like so obvious. I'm but like, also, all right, so, so how many do? times what I was do you do when you kissed? But also, like, have you ever been with a dude and you're like, I hope you leave. Oh. Just fucking go. I've never been with a dude thinking, I've never been with a dude. <laughs> 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 have you no. ever been with a guy that, like, for me, like, there was a point in my life where I would be like... So emotionally unavailable that I'd like, uh, I'll go to your house because then I can leave when I want to leave and I don't mm-hmm. have to deal with all A lot of guys do that. Yeah, I do yeah. that too. I pull the, I'll go to your place because then. Because yeah. I don't want you here when I got shit But to. for me, if I like a guy, I will let him come to my place because I want to see how long he's willing to stay. And oh, that's so like, like a, a big, weird test. that's like a big test for me is like, this yeah, is going to come back to haunt you guys 15 years from now. <laughs> Probably. You're going to be on the road, fucking massively successful. And there'll be guys be like, can I go to your house? <laughs> I heard one time on Bird Kreischer, that dead man's podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, that dead man. <laughs> that dead man's podcast. Or it's podcast. like, I'm just in Nebraska alone. <laughs> um, five pounds I feel like, overweight. I feel like, I feel like I've gotten you guys drunk. I don't want to. We I'm went a, through two bottles of wine. And we're also going to go to Urban Outfitters. For, <laughs> so it's not serious business, Urban Outfitters. Have to do, we have to go to the dry cleaners. Urban dry, uh, do you want a beer? I want a beer. Okay. <laughs> you want a beer? Come no, on, that's some Floridian shit. What? I'm so happy you just pulled out a beer out of there. All right, Bert. Beer me. Um, beer her, Bert. She said Okay, beer. let's talk. Let's. Oh, bullshit aside, Bert. Yes. What kind of pens do you like? I see you have this solo cup of Sharpies. Oh, I'll tell you. Are you a pen like. guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah G2s. Yeah, 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 G2s. I like a fine G2s tip. My favorite pens. Is it a, a night? Let's see. Do you hear that heavy breath? Mm. He's like... <sighs> Mm-hmm. Well, all my fa- favorite ones. I'm 43. You know, I'm friends with Tom. Segura. No, you know shit. Shit. 
<laughs> I'm 43 and I'm friends with Tom. It's cool. Life's going good. My wife's hella cool. We got chickens. They make eggs. My daughters don't care about their looks. I guess I don't need to pull out the exact fucking him. pen. No, no because no, no. we see the vibe with the three pens. We know, so, like... I like... What? I like... Uh, the, <laughs> this the, is... I knew this would be a uh, thing. what I tell you? Is the podcast over? It's softball. I told you. What did I tell you? Come on in. Sit down for two seconds. It was all you? good. Don't worry. <laughs> She's just giving you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we no, 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 no. Hey, um, we real love quick, I want to revisit this. I just shared with them your um, your epiphanous moment about the first kiss. Because we were talking about that too. How like I do feel like every time I get in a relationship with a guy, if I even like him a little, I could go, "Oh, this could be the end. I could never be single again." And like he said that you had a thing where you were like, "I was worried because I'll never have a first kiss again." This is a different. And dog. for me, that that beginning excitement is like something so real, like that excitement from the beginning of something. For me, so it's very- the end always. <laughs> I'm like, "This is the end. This is it." <laughs> so it was interesting when you met Bert and you thought that your first kiss, like. When you said it could be my last first kiss, that's like, it's so finalizing, you know? Totally. But anything could be your last anything. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, it was podcast. really, I had that epiphany like after I had a kid. Oh, so you guys it had already been together for a while. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like, it was like, um, I, you know, when you have a kid, certain things are, are over. Like you'll never not worry about just yourself, mm-hmm. right? Even though I would worry about Bert, it's very different than when you have a kid. You're that's done. There's like that certain amount of freedom is done. I mean, like so that's crazy. It like, is just crazy. Thought of like I nanny part time, and I am like, dude, these fucking kids. Like it is such a real look into what it's like. To be a mom that sometimes I'm like, I wish I never had, I wish I didn't know. just like with stand-up, what I said to you, we were talking about how when you make the decision to do stand-up, you have no real kind of scope of what you're signing up for. Oh, fuck. So I'll be on the road every Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the rest of my life, and I'll never get to coach a softball team? I didn't know that. Yeah, you don't think about it. When you have kids, you go into a fucking world where all of a sudden you're like, literally, oh, so this is my new reality, and it hits you. Like a ton of bricks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and like with, for me, like with babysitting, I babysit for this fucking Los Feliz mom. Let me tell you, she's not that involved. Let me tell you, Sarah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, honestly, Sarah calls her a cunt like four times a week. I'm like, this cunt, I gotta take these kids to speech therapy. I have to move this. Every time Sarah calls me, I pick up and she goes, this cunt wants me to go through her tabs on her computer. I'm like, every day there's a mental breakdown of like, Wait, is this even my job? Yeah. And like, my mom, I call my mom, she's like, I told you. I told you that's what it's like. You just don't want to think about it. Yeah. Just don't think about it. But I'm just like, oh, Debbie. Debbie, De- Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> Dude, whenever I think of Debbie mom, Morales, they're fucking super. So wait, I can't let's do go, half Let's the go shit. around the room. Because I know that Leanne right now is going, I'm supposed to be packing a softball bag. <laughs> yes. Let's go around the room and let's share our best first kisses. <gasps> like your favorite one, and, okay. the, and you're not allowed even, to say I'm me. Excited. You're not allowed to say me because well, clearly I, that was the obvious one, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And I think you're the one that did it. So <laughs> you kiss him first. We're wait. I want to know about your guys' first kiss real quick, though. Are you fucking where was it? About? Nobody remembers. I don't Neither remember. No, 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 no. I remember this specifically. Okay, good. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
I love her. We were oh, on your couch. And I what said, what and kind I of said, you know what we should, by the way, this is one of my flaws in life is that I could never get, I have a hard time getting serious. And when I do get serious, I get very vulnerable. Same. And when I do get vulnerable, I get hurt very easily. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so <laughs> uh, we were on our couch and I said, you know what we should do? And this is, by the way, was not a line I had ever used on anyone. I said, I feel like, I feel like we're getting serious. I feel like what we should do, because if we are hanging out like this, we should practice like with just the regular kiss, the everyday kiss. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said Good the everyday morning, kiss. The like, the like, hey, honey, I'm going to work so kiss. Cute. And then build into the hot one. Like, let's not start with the hot oh. one. Let's work on the light this one. This is so cute. And so cute. we leaned in and I'm we did a lot of that. I was like, mm, mm, mm. And after three, Liam was like, I'm tired of this bullshitting. And like, then you guys made out hardcore. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah don't do guys. that into the mic. Sorry. And so, and so. Don't be grunting. And it was a good first kiss because I was confident with it, but at the same same time we got like i my biggest i had i have first kiss anxiety like hardcore who doesn't it's disgusting it's uh, like here's a foreign chris tongue McBay. <laughs> chris mcbay does not have first kiss anxiety who's chris? i don't the have first kiss anxiety who just was like he's like oh fucking kiss her you're like whoa you look like a deer he's like i know <laughs> right just... what was your first first kiss leanne my first first kiss was a boy named jim Jim, <laughs> named Jim Connor. That and is the whitest name. Jim I Connor. know, right? Well, we were in Two sixth first grade, <laughs> and we were at a party, and we were all jumping on a trampoline, and they had an above ground pool, and uh, he asked me to go behind the above ground pool and give him a kiss, and so I did, and he was so cute. Oh, wow. I had a crush on him from like fourth grade. Really? Yeah, That's he was adorable. a really cute. Had freckles. A little summer kiss. Yeah, he was a cutie pie. I love. But it was that. just a little like. It was not like no no tongue. First no tongue. tongue. What was oh, first tongue? Yeah, first tongue. I don't remember. You don't. Really? No. Uh, Marie Koble. Oh, good. Marie Koble. Where was that? Marie Where was that? In my bedroom. Uh, Ooh, I was in your door grade. closed? Door she closed? She was dating John Freitas. <gasps> what grade? Seven, I was in seventh. She was in eighth. Then. And then she was she. You weren't even alive then, probably. And then she leaned over. No, gotta go. I gotta go. Okay. I'm sorry. I gotta. Leanne's I really gone. do have to pack it's a Leanne, softball bag. We love sorry. you. I didn't get to hear your first kisses. You're I feel bad. It's not that exciting. Trust but me. I'm on the time crunch. I gotta feed dogs. I gotta. You know. You're a, you so, a regiment, Leanne. She's 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 no gangster. Idea. No freedom. <laughs> uh, we don't have a sleepover. Were you? Did you have the door closed? Your first <laughs> kiss. Say, I have a sleepover. Have a sleepover. Watch it, Priscilla. No. We wanted to she do a smells. sleepover show because we're like obsessed like, with the thought of sleepovers. But sleepover nobody uh, will commit to it, we don't think. Tom Gla- Todd Glass will. <laughs> That's- do a Todd Glass sleepover. You want to do lanyards and braid hair, Todd? Todd Glass <laughs> said to me when we did a podcast, he goes, I want you to do my podcast, but I feel like it needs to be bigger than that. We should do like a sleepover. And I was like, dude, but that energy, that energy... Of, is fucking exciting. Because do you remember when you were a kid, the thought of a sleepover is staying up all night, scary no. stories. Because my mom would be like, I'm going to separate you. Dude, we had so really? many sleepovers when I was a kid. stay up all night making noise, making Sleepovers was like my mom's shit. Oh. Like, that was like her time to be the cool mom. I like, love even sleepovers. when we got into like eighth grade, uh, for my eighth grade birthday, my mom let me have a boy girl sleepover. What? And it was like a huge fucking deal. She, she, she stayed up with us all night. She didn't sleep. 
she stayed with us all night, but like she wanted to be like the cool mouth. mom, so she like came by with a beer and gave us all a sip of beer, and she's See, like, I'm "We're not gonna, gonna be cool watch mom. The Exorcist," oh my and God. we like took sips of beer and watched The Exorcist, <laughs> and it was like the talk of my school for so long. Like Kim's mom let us all stay there, and nobody oh, did anything no. bad. There was no hand jobs or nobody got super drunk, but like hand the fact that we could all say bummer. we drank and slept together it made us all cool. You know, nowadays your mom would be publicly shamed. Mm-hmm. They fucking go out online and destroy them. I know, but it was it was very safe. It was very innocent. There was nothing like bad right, about it. Oh, bullshit it. aside. First kiss. Let's go. Oh, first kiss. I had my first peck and my first kiss with the peck. same boy two years apart, 13 and 15. It was John Fonte. Actually, he just came to an open mic last week because he's on a military he's base. He's a comic like, two now. Hours <laughs> did you meet him on that Sunday? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. That was him. He was my first kiss. and oh, I met him. I kissed him in the woods in With front of his house. His I pe- he said, you won't peck kiss me. And I peck kissed him. And his Wait, sister was sorry, like, sorry, peck kiss? It seems like it's like a, a peck is just like thing. a... Like a- yeah. yeah, I know what a peck is, but and it's like then, peck, kiss, just peck. Yeah, okay, yeah. so then we pecked, and then uh, two years later... I think that was my later, approach with Leanne, now that I think back. Peck, kiss first. <laughs> you have to peck, kiss first. And then yeah. two years later, it kind of... <laughs> this is embarrassing. It's kind of like the same feeling as when I first wanted to have sex. I remember just one day going, I'm going to make out today. And the first day I was dating my boyfriend, you a couple years later, I was in history class one day, like a couple years later, and I go, I'm going to fuck today. And it was just like a thought that came in my head. And I was like, I'm going to fuck today and then i, I text my boy- saying i'm gonna fuck today it's true that's I, how it happens it's just is... a thought that just when the first time you i make out with the guy it. i was like i'm making out with the guy tonight and i did it the first time i thought i wanted to fuck i was like i'm gonna fuck my Can boyfriend I, my I, remember, I remember thinking i was gonna i remember the same thing happened to me i was like in ninth grade i was like i'm gonna fuck today yes! and i waited until i was 17 dude <laughs> <laughs> I remember one. this is you such did? a gross. I had sex at 14 once. Sorry, I have to tell you my first kiss before we. Transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Okay. You know the band Toto? Okay. <laughs> this dude in eighth grade. Sometimes I don't think you know that you're funny. Like, I don't know if you know why you're funny. <laughs> this dude. Trevor Lukather, his dad, Steve Lukather, he was in the band Lukather. Toto, right? He was this fucking ginger asshole. I was fucking in love with him. I was like, oh my God, he has red hair and it's spiked and he has really nice pants. Uh, I'm, I've never heard it. I had go, a, oh my God, he has red okay, hair. <laughs> but the band, Toto, they have the song, um, Africa. Because this rain. is Africa. Da, 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 no, no, no. On it. No. God bless the rain down in Africa. It doesn't sound anything like this. <laughs> I am drunk. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let, let's let this play out. Sing as much of the song God as you guys can. I don't know. All I know is he thought that he was a rock star because his dad was in the fucking oh. band Toto. Him and this hot chick, Ashley Allen Lee, she had two last names, not just one. She had <laughs> two last Alan names Lee. that you could pronounce, not a wine shank. It was Allen Lee. This cunt was blonde. She weighed 92 pounds. Uh, I never weighed 92 pounds. I just wanted I came out Trevor Lucas. I don't even have dogs that weigh 92 pounds. Trev, Trev Lukather, okay? I was like, it's... they broke up, and he was like, hey, he was looking for a rebound, and I was like, the former fat chick <laughs> that was available, and I was like, what's up, Trev Lukather? Hey, I'm in a Toto, let's do it. And then he pulled me behind an alley and was like, let's make out, and I was like, I don't feel comfortable with that. This is jumping the gun. <laughs> so we just kissed... And then I broke up with him. It was a 24-hour relationship because I would not tongue him. And then he went back to Ashley Allen Lee. So we just tongue-kissed. Then, 
two years later, no, not two years later. He's a regular kiss. No, he came to one of my shows when I first started stand up at John Lovett's. Was uh, that still a thing? This is getting yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I remember John, John Lovitz. Yeah. Did you guys make out at John Lovitz? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's suing Frank right now. I don't know. I All that. I know is that I John Lovitz tried to buy my mom tennis balls at the Beverly Hills Hotel that were pink in the gift shop. And my, because my mom's very cute. Debbie Gonzalez. Debbie. Debbie's a fox. Debbie Morales is very cute. <laughs> and Steve is 10 years older. So Steve was in the, on the other side of the gift shop. And she, Debbie was like, oh, Steve, look at these tennis balls. They were like pink tennis balls for like $40 because it's Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah. And John Lovett's like, I'll buy those. And Someone that- just told me a really good John Lovett story. Someone told me a really good Theo Vaughn story that I'm going to share with you <laughs> after the podcast. Oh, I can't Ooh. wait. I love it's the Theo so Vaughn good. story. So it's did so you make good. out with this guy finally after your show? Yeah, how what? did you fuck him no, two so years later? Basically, I didn't fuck him two years later. Um, it ended in me crying in the bathroom, him going back to Ashley and Lee. I, and two years later, he went back to <laughs> Ashley again? No, he went back to Ashley 24 <laughs> hours later. Ashley? Is this story even making sense? This no, cunt, it's not making sense it's at not. all. This By the way, cunt, I think you are drunk. This cunt, <laughs> Ashley and Lee. I've never seen hands move so fast. I've never seen Joey Diaz in the microphone. She's going, let me tell you something, motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking Ashley and Lee cunt, she did Manny Moore in the talent show. Meanwhile, <laughs> She didn't mean any more than Yes, Manny and I was so jealous because she crushed Who it. Who does Manny Moore? Manny Moore is doing a talent show. Who does Manny Moore? She crushed it. Show? She had all her hot friends. They all weighed 92 pounds. I was like 140 at this point, just trying to survive. 140? I'm fucking struggling at 140. This bitch is 90 pounds. I'm fucking I'm sweating in the front row. I'm 140. I'm 48, 140. I'm going, doing the fucking Motown song. Go. There's a talent <laughs> Your dress is a California this, raisin. This bitch yes. is Motown. <laughs> this bitch in her spaghetti strap. Oh, she's doing many more. Your dress. Little fatty doing Your Motown. Dress is a California raisin. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I sing the song. I lip sync the song "Going to the Chapel." I don't know if you know that classic. Yes, and we're gonna get married. You can make eye contact with the fucking guy who's only dressed as Ashley dresses Mandy Moore. Whose dad is in the band Toto? He's like, I think this is about me. And he's fucking. uh, His dad is in the band Toto. God bless the rains down in Africa. There's nothing more a million men could ever do. Oh my God, but like jokes on him now. Trev Luther. Dude, Trev Luther is still a redhead. It sounds like devil. He's, the devil switched schools well, and tried to like pass himself off yes, as not the devil. Yes, it's Lucifer. It's Lucifer. <laughs> it's not Lucifer. It's, it's Lucifer. It's it said Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> he, like he accidentally introduced himself as Lucifer and tried to play it yeah, off. Exactly. You know Lucifer, what other song Toto sings? Roxanna. Roxanna. Rosanna. Rosanna. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Rosanna music video? Let me tell you. Rosanna is not what you would expect. I wish people still liked Hootie and the Blowfish. Rosanna. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that one. Yeah, because... I know Africa, dude. Africa's a classic hit, and you should. But Rosanna and is a powerful love song. And how many women do you know named Did you make Rosanna? out with this guy or what? I didn't tongue him, so then he did, he was over it because Ashley Link was getting finger blasted. No, that was Gus. 
Trev? Cousin the Thor Purple Band? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I'm glad you remember I us. love how you have set up basically two bits of information that have paid off in spades. <laughs> no, that was Gus. Listen. Oh. Gus? God bless Gus. Oh, I mean, his parents, Todd and Marianne, re- they were a riot. I'm fucked up. Okay. Let's go to Urban Outfitters. All right. I'm going to go take uh, my daughter's to softball. Here's the problem with when I when I drink on these podcasts. They're very popular. Everyone likes them more. Except <laughs> I, don't have a, I don't have a problem with like, I can have like four drinks and be fine. And not us? to drive. I would never drive. Is it us? But like, no, we but Ubered. no, but no, but I've gotten you guys fucking hammered. And so. <laughs> we so, Ubered. You did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was so nervous. This whole t- this whole tour again, I'm laughing hysterically and I'm going, please tell me they didn't drive. We're I've got to get idiots. them an Uber. I grew up in the valley. You think I'm gonna fucking oh, drive? Fucking I love drove you in guys. Florida. I plan on driving, but she convinced me not to. <laughs> I yeah. grew up in Florida. <laughs> I was like, listen, I was like, when I first moved here, I saw a dad driving without a beer in his legs, and I was like, are you really his father? <laughs> dads don't just drive without beers in their legs. No, that was guts. <laughs> Lucifer? Oh, it's Lucifer. Trash? Oh, yeah. No, my dad. I don't. Yeah, no. Oh. oh, I lost my virginity in a Honda Accord. This is Kim Congdon signing out. I lost mine in a purple <laughs> minivan. Fuck you. <laughs> I lost mine at Stacy Dupree's dad's house. Oh, this bitch, uh, Stacy Dupree. It wasn't I mean, with Stacy Dupree. This, <laughs> oh my Stacey god, Dupree. it was Faith. It was with Jeff Hartley. <laughs> Tom Segura. Tom Segura. <laughs> Faithful Presty. At forty-three, Tom Segura is one of my best friends, and I'm forty-three. At forty-three, Tom Segura is one of my best friends. Forty-three. Peace out, bitches. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, uh, let's kill these beers. Can we? Yes. Can you guys murder a beer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Uber. This has been a fucking blast. Can I tell you what my dream podcast is? Yeah. Both of you guys with Danish and O'Neill. <gasps> oh, we love We them. love Danish and O'Neill. You know, that they are the reason, because they were like, Ari texted me, he was like, hey, you got to have Danish and O'Neill on. And I was like, oh, definitely. Like so I didn't, I didn't know anything yang. about them, but I knew that I liked them, I knew, and I'd listen to them on Ari's, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like those guys. So we came over and go, hey, you guys want a drink? And they were like, ah, let's drink, but they're not big partiers. And motherfucker. At this point in the podcast, now granted that we went for four hours, so I had nothing to do, and I could totally go for fucking four hours. I on know, this podcast. I feel like that too. Yeah, I feel like we just hit our stride. I feel yeah, like me well, too. No, when, when we talk, started talking about Florida, we got our stride hardcore. Got, yeah, you and, guys got your stride, and, then, and then I was like, and then we Yo. all came in and interconnected in the last like twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh, we could do. I could do minutes. another fucking two hours, but uh, there was a point where Dana, Dana, where O'Neill's up, and he's like, "No, I'm, I got." peanut butter on my dick i'm trying to get her dogs <laughs> to suck my dick and i'm going what and he's like my don't worry she had a good sense of humor and that we fell apart the same way you did when you're like no 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 that was it was gus i fucked oh so we got to do we got to do a mega podcast with the four that of would us be so fun the five of us are you ready we're walking out the door right now. Yay. All yes. Right. Uh, cheers. Cheers. We'll these. You guys follow us. Uh, so wait, yeah, here, tap me. What, tell them, give every, all your information right now. But, um, I have I'll kill co- mine first. We'll do it in cannons. Okay. You kill yours first. Oh, oh, oh follow me at Princess Shank. Princess like normal and then S-H-E-N-K. I also have a podcast on iTunes. It's a snack podcast called Tuesday Snacks. Check it out. Go to TuesdaySnacks.com. Follow me on Twitter for show dates. Check out Half Full with Kim Congdon, Kim Go. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Kim Congdon. I put my shows on there because I smoke too much pot to remember them here. And uh, check out Half Full Series on YouTube. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Are you on Snapchat? I'm on Snapchat at Kim Congdon. On Instagram at Kim Congdon. On at Facebook, Kimberly Congdon. All right. This is a great podcast. Yay. Um, <laughs> I'll just put you guys on Snapchat right now. I'm putting uh, you on on Snapchat too. I, like, I'm I'm, car- I'm kind of digging Snapchat for the first time. It's great. Same. I really enjoy Snapchat. <laughs> My name's Bert Kreischer. Somebody's ready for softball. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, chug your beer. Then chug your beer. What am I in Florida? <laughs> um. So. Uh, so let's see. I'll put one. All right. I gotta make it to the dry cleaners. Here we go. So this has been a fantastic podcast. For those of you guys, go to thebirdcast.com. Uh, this week is Owen Benjamin. That's a really good one. I'm going to tell you the Theo Vaughn story on the way out. Oh yes. And, oh, don't forget. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, hey, I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you for Let's having do us this again. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Peace. This episode was brought to you by the Machine.